Hey everyone, Chris Hansen here of Hansen vs. Predators and Catcher Predator. Why don't you have a seat right over there and listen to Kyle and Brandon, our podcast. According to my chat logs, Kyle and Brandon have interesting guests. No, I hated it. Yeah. Everybody's sweaty, everybody's on drugs, so they're super sweaty but also touchy. And then they touch your face and you leave there and the next day you have pimples. Fantastic conversation. He's underground in a lab, floating in a tank of water because he almost died. And most important, no predators. Here at Intoxia Reviews, we intellectually dissect the art of cinema, scene by scene. Here's some clips. Oh, he is. It's just a fucking big wooden doll full of cum chasing kids around. <laughs> you look up guys who poop in a bag. I think that's where you'll find them. Because he is hurt. It's probably just in your search history anyway, isn't it? This movie fucking blows. So don't forget to subscribe to Intoxicated Reviews on all places you find podcasts. Except Spotify. We're working on it. Honest to God. I could be a fucking doctor by now. <laughs> Do not take product if you are hypersensitive. Oh, hey, Internet, and welcome back to the Intoxicated Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah McClellan, and Intoxicated is a comedy variety talk show that gets personal, where I chat with comedians, creators, and characters. You guys... It's ready to pop off. You're seeing it right. There's another long episode this week. This one beats last week's episode just barely. With edits and stuff like that, if we're counting the whole recording, it was about 15 minutes longer, but some things did get cut out. Regardless, I'm on a fucking roll with some amazing Rogan-length episodes for you guys. This week is certainly no exception to that. This is a long episode, but you guys... It's a damn good one. This week's guest is a comic who hates to be complimented in any way, shape, or form. I will let the name speak for itself. It is Travis Lindsay. He has a comedy album out that went to number one on the charts. It is called The Kid Is Alright. Please make sure to download and stream that. He also has a brand new podcast out called The Church of Common Sense, and you can subscribe to that wherever you find podcasts. Please do, because it's amazing. If you're a listener, you are familiar with this guy. He has done live streams. He was part of the Boys Club Comedy Podcast, which I collaborated with quite a bit. And he is back on the show for a solo episode. It has been a long time since Travis has been on by himself. This was well overdue. This episode, I think, was very needed for both of us. I think it was a chat that needed to happen. I think both of us needed to like blow off some steam. We're both feeling a boys club void in our lives. We miss podcasting with the big cat, but we get to podcast together this time. And it is one hell of an episode. I gotta say, Travis has been doing comedy for over 10 years and is a consistently working comic here in Halifax. He hates to be called the best, but he certainly is one of the best here in Halifax. So this one is jam-packed with comedy knowledge and insight, a lot of really good advice about starting comedy from someone who's been doing it over 10 years. And we talk about a lot of other stuff as well. I mean, what do you expect with an almost four-hour episode? We talk about a lot. 
But really, truly, I got to say, if you're a comedian, if you are someone who loves comedy or is thinking about doing it, you are going to fucking love this episode. I got to say, it might be one of the best episodes I have ever done. There you go, Travis. You hate being called one of the best comedians, but I'm totally allowed to say this was one of the best episodes. You guys are going to fucking love it. And if you do make it to the end, at some point, we mentioned some instructions um, for a giveaway. This will only be available to the first person who does it. Um, but if you listen near the end, there is a chance for you to win free entrance to the next Intoxicated Live event, which announcement time. I have an announcement. It's happening. It's happening real soon, too. Probably sooner than it should. But guys, I am doing a live debates comedy show on Friday, September 18th at Oasis Pub on Spring Garden Road at 9 p.m. So if you are a listener, you might have seen the live debates segment at the last live show back in February. You might have seen the live streams that I was doing over quarantine, doing debates. We're bringing it to the stage again, and it's happening. So this is going to be a toned down version of the first live show. It's certainly not going to be as fancy or contain as many segments. This is going to be simple. It's going to be a live debates show, probably three or four debates in total, comic against comic. And I will have two or three comedians doing some sets in between those segments as well. And of course, I'm going to just have some fucking fun hosting it because now that I've been doing stand up, maybe I'll um, get to show you guys some of my stand up at this live show. So that's the announcement, guys. Intoxicate Live Debates is happening Friday, September 18th. I just hit publish on the Eventbrite. Tickets are on sale now. They are $8 each in advance and $10 at the door. I do also have some group discounts as well. If you want to couple up and bring your significant other and make me feel very, very jealous from the stage, it is $14 per couple or, you know, pairing. I don't, I shouldn't say couple, but you, you know what I mean. Prepare. And then if you do buy three or more tickets together, they are $6 each. So there are group discounts available. Please, if you do get the group discounts, make sure your friends can come because I want butts and seats. And it is very deceiving when I see a bunch of group ticket sales, but then it's only one person who shows up. That is just my request um, if you're hearing this and looking to go. So yeah, I'm really excited, you guys. So Friday, September 18th, come on out and see me and my favorite comedians in the scene. It's going to be a fucking blast. Very quickly, do make sure you're following the podcast on social media. That is Facebook and Instagram at Intoxicated Podcast, on Twitter at in underscore toxicated. And if you're feeling very generous, throw a rating or review on Apple Podcasts my way. That's always very appreciated. Check out the YouTube channel, youtube.com backslash intoxicated, where you can find video versions of episodes. And of course, as always, the biggest plug of all, Tell your friends. Tell your friends about Intoxicated. Tell your friends about the live debates show happening on Friday, September 18th. I'm just going to keep plugging that date because I really want people to come. Um, Come out and see some live comedy while you can before the second wave fucks it up for everybody. But guys, that's it. I'm so very excited for you guys to hear this amazing episode with Travis Lindsay. All right. Hell yeah. Okay, well, I guess we're just going to get right into it. Boys Sweet. Style. There's right. no uh, lollygagging. No. No just lollygagging around here. No. I'm... Oh, this is going to be good, you guys. 
I have this guest today. Like, he's okay, I guess. He's not bad. He's, you know, probably has some work to do, but, you know. <laughs> Travis Lindsay's here. Hello. Hey, it's not a live stream. The kid is back. Yes. It's been a minute. It has been a minute since you've been on as a solo. Well, yeah, because yeah. you've only done one solo episode. Yeah, that's, that's madness. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, the other one was with Dan. And yeah. 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 And you were then, on with Dan. Oh, we've done Boys Club. And you've done a bunch of those, yeah. Crossovers, which have... Oh, I miss them so much. Especially now. Yeah. Especially now I miss them. Yeah. Because I realized that, like, when I first met you guys, like, I, I was listening to those episodes and learning about, like, mm-hmm. just the inside baseball of comedy. Yeah. And now that I'm in it, I'm like, oh, my God, I have so much more to rant about yes, that it's not even funny. plenty of crying in this baseball. Oh my gosh, the crying. <laughs> you know what though? Have I cried since starting? I don't know if I've cried. I've been stressed. Yeah. But I don't know if I've cried. Yeah. But it's it's um it's a uh I was talking to Bernie Campbell about it and she described it pretty perfectly. She said that it's a uh crushing art. Mm-hmm. Is the word that she used. Yeah. Because it's like not at all forgiving. Yeah. Like you know, like someone paints a picture. Yeah. They put it in an art gallery. They don't yeah. see what people no, are yeah. saying about the painting. Yeah. They don't see their initial reactions to the no. painting. It's just like, it's up, you did it, you're proud of it, you put it yeah, out there. Yeah. And a comedy, it's like, yep, some of the jokes that I put on stage have been in my phone for five years. Yeah. yeah. And you well, put them well, out wait there. a minute, to be fair to painting, I mean, Van Gogh kind of took it to heart. <laughs> That's true. And he only had half an ear to hear it. So, That's very true. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. it is... Um, it's it's tough. Yeah, it is one of the toughest it things. Is, yeah. And and you know, like I don't know if it was you that I talked about this with way back in the day, or maybe it was I don't. It was one of you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're <laughs> I get y'all mixed up. I've been yeah, doing yeah. this 175 episodes. <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember who said what, but someone said something like it's dumb for people to say that doing stand up is brave. Mm-hmm. And like, what are your thoughts on that? Because like. I personally do think it's pretty brave. If you have a personal, if your jokes are personal, I think mm. it is a brave thing to do. Yeah, I think, no, then yeah. Well, in that case, I think honesty yes. is brave. Yes. Comedy is not mm. brave. Because, well, one, to me, it's my normal. That's right. It's, it's, it's because real life was too scary for me. I was, I'm the opposite of most people. Where I find being on stage is more comforting. That's so fascinating. Where most people, you know, stage fright is like one of the number one fears. Um, yeah, that's probably so, what hold most people back. Yeah, so I can't connect when people say, oh, it's so brave. <laughs> Maybe it is if you're terrified of talking to people and you do yeah. it, then yeah. yeah if you're yeah. not terrified of talking to people, then it's fine. That's not being brave. To me, like I said, honesty is, right. you know, anyone go up there with some, you know, joke goofy joke jokes that are you know not personal and that which is fine yeah which is good a good joke's a good joke whether or not it's real or not mm-hmm. uh but to be honest and raw up there That's and scary. you know exposed and hope you get the laugh you want out of that thing is that's where the bravery comes in. That's where it comes you know, in. Willing to fail is where the bravery comes in. Trying new jokes, putting yeah. like w- thinking a new joke is is good and putting it out there yeah. and like just throwing it out there. Yeah, is terrifying. Or thinking a new joke is shit and trying it is. You yeah, because you know, sometimes you just need to fill minutes. Um, 
Yeah, that's that's fair. I remember there was a moment with you actually when we were talking. It was at Freeman's mm-hmm. when we were talking about me doing stand up, and I was, and then you said something like, "What you have isn't good," or like you said some generalization about like yeah. what you have now is isn't good. And then I go, "Oh, but I love it." Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> like I do like that, and that's something I wanted to ask you about. We're really just getting right fucking into yeah. it here, um, which is like that. What people say is, is like, you're not supposed to like your jokes now. They're shitty jokes. Like, when everything you do when you start is shitty. Yeah. I mean, li- li- like it at the time. Invest in it. Grow. Nurture it. But yeah, you know, when you look back six months from now, hopefully you'll be like, ugh, the fuck is this? That's so interesting. That's so, you know? fa- like, see, to me, that's so fascinating. Yeah. Because I, like, it's what I've been living mm-hmm. with for so long. Yeah. It's so hard for me to think about the future and, like, what the new jokes are going to be. And, mm-hmm. like, if I can't, like, I think that's one insecurity that I have right now is, is like, will I be able to write new jokes? I that's wake terrifying. up four days out of seven going, I don't know how to do this shit anymore. Yeah. And like I, you know, I feel like I lost whatever little power I had or illusion I had to come up with shit. I go, I don't know how I made this funny. Right. I don't know how to tell a joke. I take a week off and I'm like, I forget all of this until I'm up there again. Right. You know, and then it's like, oh, yeah. okay, no, no, we're we're, (laughs) that 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 muscles there. It was just napping. You, it was just napping. Because yeah. for you, like, the thing is about, like, I have a lot of great things to say about you specifically. Because number one, I mean, like, you, you, it was a pep talk with you after the Lawn Laugh show that mm-hmm. made me go, yeah, okay, I'm going to try this thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you truly, like, Andrew Vaughn put the fear of God in me about mm-hmm. comedy. Yeah. Not in a bad way, but more like, he was just very brutally honest with me about things. And he had a certain view of it. And when you gave me that pep talk, being like, now's was a great time. Like, everyone's rusty. Get yeah. up there and fucking do it. What do you have to... Like, you were literally yeah. like, you kind of... Uh, what's the word? You you TED-talked me a bit. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, you gave me a little bit of a pep talk. And, like, you and I think Matt Baker were two people that, like, really pushed me in your own way to get, like, for yeah. me to get up there and do it. And I thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Because I think you mentioned in your podcast about the importance of like comedy mentors and yeah or people people that inspire you to get up you know i yeah I, you know you, you can't have someone can't map everything out for you that's right but they can go you know you're getting hot you're getting cold you know they can lead you go hey maybe not go down that path go down yeah, this one yeah you yeah. know don't say directly hey do this do that yeah yeah I, I, you know i don't think that's comedy you start out you're you know you're like you're a kid in this in this thing you're you know you're 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 new and you're fresh and you you got to still be able to enjoy that you gotta you gotta let him be a kid andrew wanted to you know let you know right away that like stop playing this is real life like you know one day shit's gonna be hard and it is it's gonna get fucking you're gonna hate days and and question why you do it if you're if you're really into doing it yeah, but you gotta. But you don't get past those days without being able to look back and go, "Man, remember when I was just happy to That's see right. my name on a lineup? Remember when I was just happy to know I had a show? Remember That's when I was happy when I had like a new thought that I was excited to try? Like you have to be able to have those things to fall back on to help carry you through the good mm-hmm. times. No one's ever survived a war being like, "This is gonna be shit on the other end of this." It's like, hey, remember when we could have a fucking picnic? Yeah. Like that's what you gotta go to battle for. 
is to try and get back those things and those nice little moments to keep adding to it. It's it's a long, lonely, Oof. tough road. Oof, yeah, you know, and you know, Andrew was very uh, a realist. He wasn't. He was most certainly a realist. Yeah, you know, he he obsess he obsessively loved it. Mm-hmm. You know, lived and, and breathed it. Yes, and I do too. And I think we are very much good cop. Bad you cop. Are, yes, uh, the angel and the devil. Yeah, you know we're. <laughs> <laughs> I would That's have funny loved imagery. to have seen him in one of those fucking red suits. <laughs> This stupid pitchfork. Oh, well, I mean, I, I just personally like, like, you know, it was January that Andrew was like, you're not ready. Mm. Like, he's like, I'm not saying don't ever do it, but you're not ready right now. And one thing that one thing that he did say that that has stuck with me and that I do echo to newer comics that I know I'm friends with right now is the comedy's not therapy, but it's therapeutic. Mm-hmm. And I full heartedly agree with it. It's why I took a break from it last week, because I just felt like I was relying mm-hmm. too heavily on those like the the serotonin. Of, yeah. Like I was relying too much. Like there's should I have to get in order in my life. Yeah. And I was relying way too much on stand up so early on that mm-hmm. I was like, I just need to take a break and like, you know, like I'll get back up there yeah. very soon. Yeah. But like, I just got to take a time out. Cause I did yeah. like five sets in two weeks. Yeah. Which, which is great. Which is you like, start out, when you start out, that's awesome. Isn't this small of a scene? This is a, yeah, it's a wonderful thing to do. My first set and second set were months apart. Because I was doing right. it in school, you know, like I had to wait for the next coffee. It was the next talent show. Right. You know, so my first year I may have done 10 sets total. Right. You know, where now guys can be at it three weeks and have that done. That's right. Uh, You know. There's interesting things happening. And, uh, yeah. So I had a different type of learning curve because yeah. I literally had to write new material <laughs> every fucking time because my audience was the same people right? every single time. I wish I had that arrogance now where I write a new 15 every three months. <laughs> you know, now like one story is like a new 15, right. luckily. But like back then it was like boom, 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 new topic, new topic, new topic, new topic. Um, you know, but I didn't have time to hone on stuff and craft stuff. Now guys have... The ability to craft and work and really tighten up stuff, and you know right. that's what they should be taking advantage of. That's right. Know? And we had a very like with Mike's coming back, we have a great opportunity for some real strong growth if people are yes. willing to grow. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what's important. Like right now, growing is important. Don't fucking yeah. try to harvest yourself. You're not ready. You're not ripe yet. Mm-hmm. Keep watering. Keep taking that fucking sunlight in. <laughs> and then, you know, then you're something worth selling at the market. That's right. I I, th- I think that that's, yeah, the growth thing is an interesting thing. Because I often go, I don't feel like that person is growing or evolving. Because I fucking see... Listen, guys, I watch a lot of y'all's stuff. I, I go to a lot of shows. Mm-hmm. Like, last week was, I think, the first time I haven't gone to a mic since... Mm-hmm. Like pandemic, you know, reopened or whatever. But like, do you think that growth? Do you think that people can be growing and just third parties don't notice it, or do you think true growth I think is some, something that you see? I think sometimes, yeah, definitely. You know, it'll take uh, you know not seeing someone for a couple of weeks and then go, oh shit, okay, that was something new. 
Mm-hmm. That that's that's a that was a new thing I saw here, mm-hmm. and it's not always the material; it's the stage presence, it's the you know, it's what the vibe Confidence. you're getting off the charisma. Yeah, there's so much more than just the words coming out of your mouth. That's very true. You know, you can have a great sales pitch, but if you can't deliver it, then well, no one's going to buy it, regardless. Right. You know, there's people who go, ah, "That joke's funny." Yeah. But you want to be funny. Yeah. That's what people. You, you know, people want to go. That guy's funny, not. That joke was funny. And people and and people gotta kind of like you. Yeah, you have to be likable, or you have to be charming enough where you go, oh, this fucking guy. Like you're like, <gasps> I, you know, he's a prick or she's a dick, but I'm I'm drawn in. There's like a Scott McLean kind of vibe some, to a degree. Maybe a little more <laughs> likable. Maybe a little more likable. But I mean, it's it's. I think with people like that, it's taking the audience on a journey. So like, yeah, you might not be on their side right away, but then no. their set will get you there. Yes, you have to Hopefully. be a harmless asshole. Yes, harmless. Yeah. You, know, you can you can be a, you know you but you have to be. Oh, this guy can't actually do it. Like it's just silly. Right. Like he, they almost have to be like, like in a cartoon where like you like hold the gut little guy's head and he's like trying to punch you and you're like, this guy's trying to kill me, but like he can't do nothing. Yeah. And that's what, if you're going to be a dick, you got to be that or you got to be like, ah, this asshole's got a point. Like it's, you have to still be appealing. That's right. That was a huge insecurity of mine actually. Yeah. Being unlikable. Cause yeah. like just the stuff I talk about. Yeah. I was just like, oh, they're going to fucking hate me. And I remember Matt Baker was like, make sure you got some wins in there. Make sure it's not all self-deprecating. <laughs> and I'm looking at my jokes going, uh-oh. Yeah, which is important, <laughs> which is Andrew struggled with that off the top. Yeah. I remember uh, one of the nights I snuck into Jokers. So he'd literally been at it maybe a month or so. Oh. And um, he was on stage doing jokes. And, of course, every joke was, you know, about his weight or, you know, his porn star wrestling. Joke. Like, it was all that stuff. And then Kyle Hickey leaned over to me and goes, he's funny, but God damn it, I'm worried he's going to kill himself. <laughs> you know? Oh, my God. I mean, fair. And, and, and that's fair. the thing. Yeah, you can't, You don't want people to feel sorry for you. Yeah. You want people to, like, laugh with you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and there becomes a certain point. Yeah, you can be self-aware. Yes. And that's, but you can't, you can't be de- self-deprecating to the point where you go, oh, this person doesn't like themselves. Yeah. Because then something you go, I'm... we're not watching this motherfucker serious. He's not joking. It has to be funny sad, not sad funny. Yeah. Not sad with some funniness in it. It yeah. has to be more funny than sad. Yeah. And there's a lot of truth in sad stuff, yeah. I think. But yeah, you can't. Yeah, it's no. it's hard though. It's yeah. not fucking easy. Self de- self deprecating stuff is not easy to do. Like no, not at all. It's it's tough. It's like something kind of I'm working on now is is like trying to find like positive spins to things. Yeah. In my in my jokes, like I'm trying to find ways to be like, don't worry, guys. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, you do. Yeah, don't yeah, worry. Yeah. Like, and then yeah, and also like yeah, you can't. You got to do that, and you got to like, don't reassure them. Reassure them in your jokes. Right. Don't don't go, guys. I'm kidding. Unless you're going leading into another bit to make it really double down, then don't go into guys. I'm just joking. And then you got to re- hit them with something even harder. Right. You got to go, motherfuckers. You want to see where Be- I could take this? Oh my you gosh. Gotta take them with you. That's so true because there was one joke I had that it was the other woman stuff where I'm like, uh, the best thing about being the other woman is you always know who they're fucking. Yeah. And then 
when I was working on it, I was telling the girl, I was telling Adrian and Alva, like, oh, maybe right before this, I'll say something like, um, I don't recommend being, not, being the other woman. It says a lot about you if you do that, so don't do it. And then they're like, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. This isn't a TED Talk. Like, yeah, literally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Adrian was like, yeah. this is not your TED Talk. Yeah. You need to own it. Yeah. You did a shitty thing. Yeah. That's part of the joke. Yeah. Like, the only good part is. Yeah. Like, me saying the only good, the only upside is, yeah. it's me saying it's shitty, don't do it, but here's yeah. the good thing about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, there you go. The, you know, the only thing good about being the other woman is, you know, who they're fucking. Yeah. And then if they if they do pull back and go, ooh, and guy guys, I'm joking, I'm joking. I never asked their fucking names. <laughs> but there you go. Then then, 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 it, then you go, there we go. Fuck! Yeah. Fucking Christ! <laughs> Big Cat's not here for you to give tags to anymore. No, I know. I said, listen, I got a chock full of people want to spruce up their sets and get some laughs. Oh my you know, gosh, you way. should totally like do like a little have you ever thought about like doing like a workshop or no because like i mean me and vaughn shit on that stuff so I know you did. here's my thing i'm never gonna charge for my advice no. in stand-up i would do like an improv workshop or something like that i would do stuff like that yeah but like for actual stand-up stuff just come up to me and ask say hey do you want to can i you know man can i grab a coffee with you and talk this shit out yeah oh. then, I'll, then i'll gladly help that's anyone really as enough. much as i can within you know my limits you know even 11 years in you know i still feel like i'm a new comic but i'm not a new Jesus. comic to this scene mm. so i in I, the world you are yes where everyone is at now i can help you from year one to year 11 within that realm i'm confident in that i'm not gonna you know i can't give you advice about the future and moving and go you know uh, at the end of the day, you just have to, if you want to do this, you got to figure it out for yourself. You just got to so keep trudging along mm-hmm. and hoping you find your way down the path. Mm. But, you know, I can, I can give you advice on certain things, what not to do and what to do. And even then, at the end of the day, it's just, it's only my opinion. That's right. You know, I'm, I'm not the be all end all, but I am a fairly consistent comic and I'm, I, I know I'm a capable comic. Yeah, and I've I you know I've, your shit. I've done enough that anyone in this scene, if they ask me advice, I can probably at least lead them in the right direction, or at least to someone who could help them out. That's right. You know. Because another thing too is 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 um uh as a new person asking advice from people or getting advice from people that might not get where you're coming from. Yeah. Like I think it's important you have to like. Like, I don't want to ever say that I have a voice, because I certainly don't, but I do have a cadence, mm-hmm. I would say, yeah. or like a a way that I deliver. Yeah. I, I'm kind of sassy. Um, and so I think it's like important too to like take advice from the people who get you and like understand where you're coming from, because I've gotten a lot of feedback yeah. since starting, and I would almost say too much feedback yeah. to, to a point You'll where it's on. like... Yeah, yeah. It's conflicting. Yeah, and I think like a lot of, a lot of it is, it's probably a lot of, it's, it's comics that are young. But older than you, yeah. And everyone, and so everyone's excited. Like, oh, now I get to give it. I get to give advice. No, you don't. If you've not been doing this at least five years, in the nicest possible way, unless you're talking about set one through four, you got to shut the fuck up. Yeah. You don't. You don't know. Yeah, yeah. You 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 may know some definite do nots and some definite do's, but you don't have you don't have advice to give yet. Yeah, you have. You don't. You, yeah, you know, I 
um, I don't know if you saw on that Halifax Noise comedy page. Uh, oh, Bill Hicks? The, the Bill Hicks thing. I didn't yeah, read the, them. The but... rules of comedy. There's one in, in them that says, um, you know, the act is what you fall back on, mm. which is important. Mm. But guess what? You got to have an act first to fall back on. Right. You know, so I don't want I don't want young comics reading that and being like, oh, I'm going to go up there and riff and then fall back on my five minutes. No, 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 no. You yeah. you need a full headline set to fall back on. That's right. Or a really strong middle set to fall back on. That's you got to be right. interesting. You got to know how to use your voice. You got to know what your style is. Got to write jokes. You, you got to write jokes. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's you gotta you gotta have stuff in the tank. You get you can't you know you can't just go out there and bullshit and talk about what you did that day. Yeah. Because you're not there yet. You don't yeah. have the foundations. Mm-hmm. You can be a funny person with no skills. I know tons of funny people that could never do stand-up comedy. Right. They're funny, like just their personality is funny. Yes. Or they're good they're they're good off the cuff. Yeah. But to do it in that setting with the microphone, be captivating for between five minutes to forty minutes to an hour to whatever. Mm-hmm. It you it takes certain tools and certain tricks and it's it's an illusion. Yes. To a degree. Yes. Well, that's interesting because I just had a magician on. Yeah. And we were talking about it and I was like kind of comparing (laughs) doing magic to stand up. It's actually oddly similar. Magicians would love to be comedians and comedians would love to kill magicians. Right. Um, (laughs) I think that'd be a good variety show. Well, a lot of, I I mean, I've, (laughs) I've been on shows or at least where the next night I like a magician's coming in or a hypnotist and shit and. Because, I mean, they all have to do little corny jokes or whatever, too, to, dis- things, yeah. to distract the audience. Yeah. Yeah. And to a degree, that's what you're doing. You know, you're you're distracting them. Well, I'm telling this joke. I'm setting up something in the back. So when I hit my clothes, you didn't see this. Shit. Here's the reveal. You know, I have I have I have 40 minutes of filler for my punchline that ties back to whatever the fuck I said at the start of the set. And you can't see it coming. And that's that's a skill. Like, just the ability to be like, okay, I have all the, like, the, here's all the jokes I have. I have yeah. a shit ton of jokes. And to get up there and go and adapt to the energy in the room mm-hmm. to go like, okay, well, I'm not going to, I don't, they didn't feel, really feel this one. So I'm not going to do this one later. I'll do this one instead. Yeah. Like, just having, that is wild to me. Because right now my sets are so planned out, like yeah. down to the order. Yeah. Down to the order that I say them in. Mm-hmm. Every single time I go up, it's totally planned yeah so just the idea of like getting to a point in comedy where you can kind of just like show up and go i don't even like i think you said on my first set you're like i don't really know what i'm doing tonight i'll figure it out like just to roll in and like figure it out yeah that takes years yeah holy shit you know and to a degree that's 95 percent true yeah and when i say i don't know what i'm gonna do i don't as a whole i have that like i still have shit written down on a set list Yes, but I don't know what I'm going to do out of that. You kind I don't. Of, you, you, I'm not confident where I'm going to deliver all this stuff. I'm going to go. Hey, this is me working on stuff. Boom, boom, boom. Right. You know, I'm not going to ask them. Is this funny? I'm still going to try to deliver it. Right. That it is funny. I'm. I'm going to tell you that this is funny. I think a lot of people ask for permission. Uh, you know, does this joke work? Is this? Is this something? Blah 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 blah. No, tell your shit, and then if you kind of get an inkling, go, oh, yeah, there's something there. And then keep going. 
move it through. And, you know, that right there, you tells them, you go, yeah, this is funny. This is not developed, but, but there's this, some, there's something this here. will be a joke. There's bones. Which is important. Bones to it. I think, yeah, too many people are not, uh, not confident in the right way. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, you be- know, because the confidence thing is another thing that I had to constantly... Mm-hmm. Um, psychologically it was very strange for me because i felt confident yeah and then i felt bad about feeling confident yeah and and then i was just like okay i think my confidence Mm -hmm. it might not be in the jokes yet yeah even though i think the jokes are okay yeah um it's more me being up there i'm confident about yeah because i actually surprised myself with it like once i got up there Mm -hmm. i didn't feel that nervous um but it was a weird it's weird psychologically to like constantly be like (laughs) I had fun. No, I didn't. No, yeah. no, no, no. You got work to do. Yeah. Don't don't have fun. Like it's yeah. it's it's really strange. Yeah. No, have it's fun strange. and enjoy it. <laughs> but don't start it. thinking about being like, okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna book a headline show. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna start selling tickets. You gotta fucking be uh, a new comic. Enjoy yes. being a new. Co- enjoy figuring it out. Yeah. Don't rush to have your name on a poster or whatever. Yeah. You know, I if an opportunity presents itself, take it. If yes. you want to take it. Yeah. You know, listen. I don't blame those. I don't blame I don't people blame, for taking yeah. opportunities if, if, no, if it comes your way. They're few and far between. That's right. Uh, you got to take what you can get. Mm-hmm. But also, like, you know, know your worth. Mm-hmm. Think about how this could affect the scene as a whole. That's, that's you know, point. because there are rooms that had one bad yuck show in 1989 and still will not touch comedy. Because the one, the, bad, the show one bad show ruined it. They'll one go, bad apple ruined yeah, it for the bunch. They'll go, we had a show here 30 years ago. It was fucking horrendous. We don't know if we want to do that again. That's sad. Even though those comics may not be doing stand-up anymore. Mm. You know, probably two out of the three are dead, mm-hmm. but they still do not want comedy. They go, yeah, this bad shit. It won't even be the same audience, the same bar staff, but the the vibe in that room, it's it's tainted. That is unfortunate. So if you are going to do shows in new rooms in that, have a great first show. Don't You don't even necessarily need to put yourself on it. Here's an opportunity. Put a show... I'll I'll do it. Thank you. Um, (laughs) Have a show and then stack the lineup with two to three really strong acts. And then you can, then you can, once you have, you know, you've curried favor with these people, then you're, then you can take more of a risk. You can potentially have an okay, iffy show. That first show's got to be good. Yeah. Whether um, they're happy with it or not, and they go, yeah, we're happy with it. But then if you have another show and it's the exact same shit, it's going to go down and it's going to go down. And then there's not going to be any yeah. any comedy there. Yeah. You know, you can't burn these rooms down for the sake of boom, boom. Listen, hustle. Hustling is important. But hustle to get good. And then hustle to get great. Yeah. And then hustle to create all these shows. That's then you're creating opportunities true. for everyone else and you're nurturing the scene. You're giving back to the ecosystem of comedy. Yes. You know, oh, right right now what you're doing is you're creating plastic. And we can't do the, shit the with focus it isn't yeah. it's not being focused yeah. in the right areas. Yeah. 
I'm like, that's, I mean, this, this will get me in trouble for sure if certain people hear this, but <laughs> fuck it. I'm here with the kid. Oh, yeah. If there's any episode for me to get in trouble on, it'll be this one. Um, I, I personally don't think all producers should have to be on every show that they produce. No. I think a producer's job is to make a good show that's yeah. di- as diverse as it can be yeah. in all in all respects, different kinds of comedy, yeah. women, like yeah. like <laughs> me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there you go. Put me. Travis on. <laughs> but like, you know, make a point to to think about what the audience wants because I don't I can't tell you how many messages I've gotten mm-hmm. um being like I'm sick of all male lineups, I'm sick of the same the same lineups and it's like yeah, people want to see different people up there. Yeah. And I think as a producer, yes, I totally get creating your own opportunities because you also want to get up there mm-hmm. and do your thing. But I also fully believe in, like, think about the fucking audience. Yeah. No, creating shows can't be a selfish endeavor. It shouldn't be. It's got to be, you know, create a show for you, use it as a launching point for you, of course. But at the same, like, you know, at the same time, strap some people to this rocket. You know, there's extra, there's extra room on this fucking spaceship and it's there for a reason. And it's, you know, you you can't just do it all by yourself until you're a name. And then that has more weight. And then you can do, you know, the shows by yourself and that you got to, yeah, you know, you have to look after the scene. You got to, you got to nurture the scene no matter what level you're at, you know? Yeah, you. This is uh, this is a thing that doesn't get respect as it is. The way that you said that it was an ecosystem is a perfect way to describe it. Yeah, like everyone is contributing, whether they know it or not. Yeah, you like know, what this shit was uh, before I moved to Toronto mm-hmm. was you know two to three stages a week. There was yucks, there was beerlies, and there was gusses, and beerlies and gusses were goddamn nightmares. You'd 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 sign up for them and then totally regret it and second guess everything. People want to talk about being nervous at Gus's and Beerleys now. You've not seen shit <laughs> until you've seen a man try to pawn off stolen cheese from the superstore as a prize for the audience at Beerleys. What? What? Hang on, what? Comic. Well, he doesn't really do comedy anymore. This was Just... part of his act? He was he was the host of the show, and his thing was like, "Here's my pri- here's the cheese of the week," and it would usually be stuff he had stolen from the Barrington Street Superstore. What the fuck? See, I, I and then he found God. I really um, only started going to shows here like within the last three years. Like, yeah, like I I I have no idea what you, it was. Yeah, like no, you this. came in a sweet spot. It used to just be you know, like I said, Gus's, Beerleys. And yucks. And then you would hope, you would hope on a night where you had both shows that you were doing Beerleys first so you could go down the yucks and not leave one in to kill yourself. Jesus. People have not seen, I've rarely seen the last five years, like a oof, Beerleys. You know, I've seen some rougher shows, but I've never seen what they were. See, I I, I feel like a lot of people say Beerleys is the, one of the hardest rooms. But I also hear people saying Gus's. But yeah. those, it's never... It's never Oasis. No. Like, like it's always one of the two. Yeah. Yeah, because they're like the two established run. rooms. And, you know, they're more comedy savvy to a degree, or at least where they've seen it. Like, these people have seen it while waiting for karaoke. Or they've seen comedy while waiting for burgers and shit. Yeah. But, you know, eventually Oasis will probably become, you know, like, it's, it's yeah, rooms over time. Because the comics may change, but the clientele for these bars... 
does not really change. You know, no. it's you, you might get some different students if it's in a more student centric area. Mm-hmm. But the main people that go to these places are are regulars. Mm. So they've seen your alternative bit that no one else has done before. Oh, God, they've seen your I'm gonna insert a nine eleven reference here. Jeez. Like they've seen they've seen all the tricks. They can kind of read the room, right? So you have you you have to be yourself, which is hard when you're a new comic. The first thing you got to work on is the jokes, and yeah. and and at least learning the structure of a joke. Yes, you got to learn the skeletal system of a bit more than actually if it's funny or not. You gotta yeah. you gotta be able to know the notes before you can actually play them. Because then, when a funny thing comes up in your head in the future, well, then you, you know, know how to, how to, you know how to yeah, use it. Oh, yeah. I know where to fit this in. Yeah, yeah, then yeah. You, then you know. Every every comic's got to start off playing fucking hot crotch buns before they can get into jazz. <laughs> you gotta know the you gotta know the notes. You gotta know you know what to play before you can start getting all wild and crazy. Right. There's exceptions to every rule. Yes. But these are these are the fundamentals. You gotta you gotta walk before you can run. And I think a lot of people are Try already on their are you know ready set go stance and it's like no 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 mm-hmm. you haven't even, yeah, even gotten on the ice yet you know <laughs> you're still waiting in line for your pair of skates settle the fuck down yes in the nicest way possible yes it will be better for you in the long run because the other thing i was going to ask and this is a huge question i have on my mind which is okay you do your first couple of shows you have your jokes that you've been doing for let's say well i've done five okay so i've done the same jokes five times yeah. um at what point do you start bringing i'm putting in quotes new stuff but yeah. what i mean is is like stuff that hasn't been on the stage yet mm-hmm. yeah um, well that's new stuff at what point do you start doing that <laughs> yeah um i would say are you are you are you are you consistent in the five times you've done this? Yeah. Is it getting consistent responses? Is yeah. it getting similar responses? Yeah. Okay. Boom. Look at, is there anything else I can add to it? Mm. You know, mm-hmm. which might mean like if you're going to do a set, you know, because of timing and stuff, you might have to take out something here or there. Yeah. And that, that's pretty much what I, like yeah. I have shorter ones that I yeah. either take out or I don't. Yeah. Depending on the, can I add something then? here? Can I connect this joke to this joke? Can mm. I boom, boom, boom. Now you, now you're taking these jokes and you're kind of constructing them into a set. Mm hmm. Which is, you know, which is the end goal of, of your bits is to get this into a set. Lots of people got jokes. Not many people got sets. That's interesting. And, you know, there, there, there are structures to this, you know, mm. there's, there's the jokes, then there's the bits, and then there's, you know, the chunks and the. It's, Ooh, it's what's a, a chunk? A chunk is like, would be like a certain. So a chunk would be like a bunch of bits on like a similar topic. Oh, interesting. I think I already have a chunk. Yeah. Well, there you go. Well, that's your chunk. Boom. Suicide Chunk. There you go. There My you album go. title. Suicide. <laughs> <laughs> New comic thing to do. Oh. Talking about you know album titles already. When you said Suicide Chunk. I just picture uh, Big Cat dressed like the fucking from Chunk from the Goonies doing the truffle shuffle with a noose around his neck. Oh my god. Um, what the fuck would Vaughn think about what's going on right now? Let's just like let's just. It's just wild to me. Like, I have to wonder what he would think about all these show up, go ups. Yeah, I think honestly, here he would he'd roll his eyes. 
He was and then, at first. And then I would talk to him for five minutes and he go, that's a fair point. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Why am I good? It always <laughs> takes talking to you, doesn't it? Yes. I know that like when like he would rant about stuff to me, like before our Tuesday, yeah. I would just go, don't judge him yet. Yeah. Wait until after Tuesday. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, and then once everyone, but the, like, like I said, people, someone else asked me about this too and what they think. Uh, I'm I'm the person to go to for shit talking. Um, I love that. I won't you know, disagree. I won't, yeah, you know, I won't tell on anyone. Um, but uh, they asked me what I thought about it. And I said, honestly, it's a great thing. And it's the one thing the scene was missing. Yes. And I can't wait till like Gus's and Barely's are back. And, you know, maybe Yuck Yucks. Who knows? Oh, my God. Um, uh, we should make this like we, we should turn this into a teen movie mm-hmm. and try to save Yuck Yucks. <laughs> Let's throw a big comedy show and raise money to save Yuck Yucks. Well, then we can't throw a comedy show if we want to raise money. Um. <laughs> we, I don't know what we'd have to do. Rob, rob, rob a bank. Essentially. Um, but, um, yeah, I think they're great. Yeah. To have these, because these are where you work on bits. Yes. And I was telling people, like, these are where you work, these are where you work on the jokes. You got a new joke, whatever. It doesn't tie into whatever kind of set you're working on. A show up and go up where you get like three minutes, maybe five minutes. That's great. Toss out that new shit, bomb for three minutes. It doesn't matter. It doesn't affect. It keeps moving. No one's thinking about you. And then you have like Beerleys and Gus's. That's where you work on sets. That's where you work on your five minutes. And they were, okay, now I'm going to work on a couple things, see how they tie together. And then you get like a Yucky X guest spot. And that's where you try out the set. Like that's where you see if it work works for something bigger when you're getting paid for stuff. Right. You know, so I think this is, these are great. This is where uh, people having their first sets should start. These are where, you know, guys that have been doing it for a couple of years should be trying out their newest, newest stuff. Yeah. And then you save Beerleys and Gus's and Sundays and Oasis for when you want to see how it all works together. The, you, the showcase shows. We tie the it together. Sh- yeah. The sh- we go, this, right. is what I'm, this is what I would like to work on and this is what I would like as part of my act. Right. You know, right. the show up and go ups, that's the pitch meeting. Yeah. And then, you know, you see how that works and then you go, okay, well, now I'm going to play it to where I get a longer time. Mm-hmm. Now I can play around with that and stretch it out, see see what works, what can I add, what can I take away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's where it gets, you know, developed into like an actual set. Such a process. So, I th- yeah, there's, there's a shit ton of stuff that goes into, and that's just joke jokes. You know, there's methods for story jokes, there's methods for, you know, one line, like, Yeah. Oh, I, I'm envious of one-liner people. Me too. Envious. Honestly, it's, in my opinion, it's where it's what new comics should all start with. Yeah. Every comic should open up with a couple one-liners just to, you know, establish like, oh, he knows how to do a setup punchline or whatever. Or, you know, it's a, it's a, sl- it's a quick thing that immediately gets the audience attention. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where I used to open with the one-liners. I used to fucking hate it, but I would, I would do it because I didn't know how else to start a set. If you don't know how to start a set, open oh, with a yeah. one-liner. Because yeah. immediately you go, okay, he's here for jokes. Like, this is... Yeah, interesting. You know. I don't think I have any one-liners. I have shorter... I have jokes that are shorter. Yeah. But none that are like an Albert Coombs Honestly, style well, one-liner. Look at, you know, go through old tweets, go through Facebook yeah. posts and see what the quickest, shortest, dumbest thing is and then boom, boom. That's what my one-liner should be. These should be stupid, you know, 18-year-old status updates, you know. I'd say something. Yeah. I'd, I'd go, oh, anytime I see a female sword swallower, I think, oh, she used to have a black boyfriend. Like, I would, like... 
you know, you just do quick boom, boom, boom shit that's, you know, dumb and corny, but then it establishes, like, oh, I know how to do a joke. Right. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Starting the set is nerve wracking. Yeah. It's choosing your open, like your, what you open with and what you close with, yeah. I find are, are like, it, it's, it's tricky. Yeah. Cause like the first time, my first set, I opened with a really dark joke. Yeah. And I don't think that was the right choice. I no, think you, not when you're new. You got <laughs> no. certainly not. Um, you got to lead people into that dark stuff. Yeah, which is why I find for me personally, three minutes is tough because if I want to get to the meat of things, yeah. I need some build up. So that means I either need more time or I got to fucking condense and cut some shit. Yeah, out. you need you need to save that for, you know, a Barely's or, or a Sunday or yeah, yeah, where you got the time. Yeah. This is where you get all the this is where you work on the stuff that builds the trust so you can get in that dirt shit. Mm. So you can get dirt. Yes. When I was in when I went to Humber in Toronto, our first uh our first year of yuck shows on our like Humber Yucks night, we got 2 minutes. Jesus Christ, it wouldn't last. Two I, I'd, minutes. I'd say maybe two jokes. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I had to do two minutes. Like, like I'm store. I I get maybe three stories in a headlining set, let alone fucking two minutes to go. I used to always like it would make me laugh because Thompson Brian Thompson did Humber, and I said I was like, did he really? Yeah, he he went oh, to Humber. Him I and McQueen both went to. Uh, oh shit. Humber. Um, so good people coming out of that school. It's yeah, very funny. None of the guys that were like star students that are like that are actually funny. Like did you know successfully finish or whatever right um That's but yeah like i would always laugh thinking about thompson because Tom, thompson's first two minutes is like what's up I said what's up and i'm like that's 30 seconds gone right there i could literally listen to that guy just talk to a crowd for 10 minutes oh yeah I he's could, so yeah. fucking good at it it's wild yeah the, the crowd work thing i think the crowd work like the more i talk to to comics the more i realize how crowd work is the goal for everybody. Everybody wants to be able to do crowd work. Yeah, because you can get, you know, you get your job done. I like, you know, I I always said, like, I never search it out. But if if it's there, I'll, I'll use it. Right. You if, know, there's a, if there's something. If there's to- a moment that when the show's done, people go, okay, well, that was definitely different than the other shows he's done. Because we get that moment. That other people definitely didn't get, even even regardless if I've seen that guy or girl a hundred million times. It it does make the audience feel special. It makes them feel like they're watching something important to them. Unique. And I'm not just going up there and reciting what I've written and what's in my head. And that is, I think, that right there. Mm-hmm. Like, I do see people that speed through their material a bit. Yeah, and. It's the last thing I want to do because when yeah. I look at people like you, when I see people like you and Matt Baker, like, like people who actually like they're up there and they are talking to you, like they yeah. are talking to the crowd. Yeah, they are connecting with the crowd. It's 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 an experience, not just a da 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 like yeah. like reading. Yeah. like it's it's so much more yeah. than just like telling the jokes. Yeah. Which is like why I love comedy so much. It's like this like experience. Yeah, it's I like not just connecting, watching something. You know, I like feeling like I'm I'm I like when I watch shows and I feel like 
I'm sitting on a couch across from some guy at a party. Exactly. Or a girl at a party, and we're just locked in, and like, like I'm just enthralled with what, like, I'm listening. Like, you know, it's two a.m. All the uncool people have gone home. Now it's just us shooting the shit, and I like that for shows, like where you can feel yes, intimate with a comic, even though it's a big crowd with like, a crowd. And yeah. you know, I've done you know shows with five people. I've done shows with a thousand people. And I, I, I still aim for that type of yes. vibe where it doesn't feel like they're just, you know, someone's watching a recording of someone being funny. I want them to feel like I'm talking to them or I'm interacting with them or like I'm specifically, you know, like I like a kitchen party vibe. Yes. Conversational. Yeah. It's conversational. kind Yeah. Of in a, you know, in a I, I, I want it. Yeah. I want it. It's like a one person conversation. You know, it's a monologue disguised as a conversation. Yes. Ooh. I want it. I like it to feel like it's a kitchen party and someone may be in the other room and they go, what's that guy in their time? And then like they slowly and they join in, in. and they jo- join in and it's slowly built and you're just kind of holding court for this entire room of people. So and, crazy. you know, some people are loving it. Other people are fucking rolling their eyes and going, no, he's fucking wrong here. You know, I you, you don't ever want everyone to be happy with your set. You yeah, that's very off. true. You got to upset a couple people. Yeah. Or you're, you're not doing it right, you know? I would agree with that, honestly. Yeah. Then what are you doing? You're just doing, like... <laughs> yeah. You can't be water. Someone has to dislike you. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you can't be for everyone. You have to be... You have to be yourself. You have to be honest. You have to be true. Um, the genuineness is, like... Yeah, so even key. if your joke's bullshit, it's got to be coming from a real place. Yeah. It doesn't need to be a true story, but yeah. it needs to be true to you. Because there's always elaboration and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Or like slight lies. Yeah. There's always embe- <laughs> embellishments and shit, and, you yeah. know. But yeah. it's it's still got to make sense. It's still got to be, you know, a, a story you can perform in court where the jury goes, okay, he's telling the truth. Like, Fascinating. You know. Wows. Yeah. So, and then, and so we're coming out of a lockdown. Mm-hmm. And, um, like... How have you been during this time? Because it's been a weird, <laughs> it's been a weird fucking time. It was all over the place. Yeah, it's been. So, it seems like so long ago. Like I know. what? Like you know when we were in deep in it. Yeah. Where like you know it was only April. Like stuff only started opening up in like June. But like it feels forever ago. It feels like now feels like so much. F- it feels almost normal. It does feel and almost normal. That people got masks on their face. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, you know, but even then, like, you can pretty much, there's not really waiting in line for stores, unless it's Lululemon. There's no waiting in line to get into stores. Fucking Jesus Christ. Why are you buying $90 leggings? It's, it's, ask the crowd of people that look like they're there for fucking band tickets. It's. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Seriously. It's insane. Yeah. Um,. Yeah, things do feel, v- and it's making me nervous how normal it feels because I feel like it, yeah. could, it could be taken away at any moment. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Once that second wave comes, which it will, we'll, it will. We'll, we're going to get, I would say we're going to at least get up to like 30 or 40 cases again. And then shit will have to like pull back and just hopefully people are smart enough to take it seriously. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone, you know, don't listen to the bullshit online where, you know, it's a hoax and it's this and. There are people dying every fucking second. It's the most disrespectful shit you can say to say, oh, this is a hoax and this is whatever. People have lost their kids. They've lost their parents. They've lost their spouse. They've lost their cousins. 
it's people are suffering and well it hasn't happened to me great so what it hasn't happened to you i'm on the fucking lottery it doesn't mean people aren't cashing in 17 million dollar tickets mm-hmm. oh well it's only one percent of the there's seven billion people one percent still a lot of fucking people i know Ah. Yeah, it's ridiculous. You know, it's the government seeing who's sheep. Really? They're going to do a little mask test to see who's going to listen to the government? The government could fuck you up tomorrow. It doesn't matter whether you wore a mask or not. You don't own a tank. (laughs) You're not army trained. Who the fuck do you think you are where you're like, well, if I don't do what they say, they're going to be like, well, I'm not going to fuck with that guy. He's not wearing a bit of string on his head. Kiss my ass. Oh, my God. Oh, the kid. I feel like with you, you, you're someone who can perfectly do jokes about something topical or something going on in the world currently, but make it also personal. Like you, you tie, you kind of tie them both together. Yeah. In this really awesome way when you're on stage. So you must have like just been writing like crazy over the writing or like taking notes, you know, and just how I feel on things. And like, you know, at the end, like that's how I look at it. This is how I feel. Yes. This is not a certified opinion. I'm not an expert. I watch things, which I think is different than a lot of people. A lot of people see things, but they're not watching. Oh, I saw this. I've seen this. You weren't watching it though. You acknowledged that it happened, then you turned your head. I keep locking in after I've lost interest to figure out what the fuck's going on here. Right. You're like a fly in the wall. Yeah. And I, you know, I would, I like to know what's going on. Doesn't mean I understand what's going on totally. Doesn't mean I know what's going on. But if I keep it personal, I'm still in my element because I'm I'm coming from how my emotions are and what right. I and I still try to put some logic in it because at yes. the end of the day, you need some logic in your emotion. You need some emotion in your logic, or else yes. you're not saying shit. I love that. Yeah, that's a really good way to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, I've been you know I've been taking notes and it's materials easier to come by when you when your friend <gasps> dies. Well, also, but also too. I have to say, like, you have a really active Twitter, and a lot of people poo-poo social media and stuff, but, like, the fact that you have those tweets, like, like you just said earlier, you can go back on and look at your tweets and yeah. potentially find inspiration yeah. for jokes. Yeah. So that th- that right there is a case for people to be tweeting more or, you know, oh, recording, uh, use recording their thoughts more. Use it all. Throw it all out there. You know, post, post your thing on Instagram, post it on Twitter, post it on Facebook. Who cares if someone goes, well, so you post this on whatever. Watch for it. Because sometimes what doesn't get a lot of likes on Twitter will get a lot of likes on Facebook. And what doesn't get a lot of likes on Facebook will get a lot of likes. So you start learning. You go, okay, well, that's the audience for this kind of thing. It's the audience for this. And it's it's all a learning thing. You, you know, it's don't treat it like it's an open mic. No. But just, you know, toss it at the wall. See what kind of sticks. And go, okay, yeah. there's something to develop here. Yeah. You know, don't, don't focus on like, oh, if this gets... 10 likes i'm gonna try it on stage try it on stage if it gets nothing because i've i you know i've posted tweets and i've posted facebook things that don't get much of a response there and i've done them on stage and they've killed killed and then sometimes and i go okay well that's the medium that's because everything is twitter has a different cadence than facebook facebook has a different cadence than instagram instagram has a different cadence than the goddamn stage yes they're all different places where they're all different audiences god yeah Try it. What's the worst that's going to well, happen? Uh, yeah, I have a, I, I have a joke in my set from that was a Facebook stats. Literally, almost word for word. Yeah, and there's <laughs> just a wrong. simple little joke, and there's I'm like, wrong with that. I'm so glad that like I went back and screenshot so much shit. Yeah, because it, it is, it, it's a good way to like, 
yeah, find jokes out of your thoughts. Kind Absolutely. Of thing. It's good to have, you know, there's days where you're, you're up, for, you know, you're set up for a mic. You don't want to do old shit, but you don't really have anything new. Yeah. Hop on Twitter, hop on Facebook, scroll through, see what I said that's still relevant. Sometimes shit that you posted back then is more relevant now than when you posted it. True. I have plenty of jokes that I wrote four years ago that weren't getting shit until today. Right. Interesting. It's, huh. There's a time and a place for everything. Mm-hmm. And now you have something even better, which is a podcast. Yes. <laughs> I can't believe I, I didn't mention your podcast That's off fine. the top. Um, I'm so excited for this. I feel like this is, I think, mm, this is going to be one of your things. I think you're, <laughs> I truly do. Not many people can fucking pull off a solo podcast. Oh, thank you. It's it's not easy. You are also used to podcasting with a podcast yeah. geek, yeah. Andrew Vaughn, yeah. um, who I, I think... Like you even said, like he kind of took charge on on yeah. Boys Club. Yeah. Um. So what's that been like? So you're doing well. First of all, we gotta mm. talk about it. It's yeah. Church of Common Sense. Church of Common Sense, uh, which is I guess essentially, essentially a Boys Club spinoff. Yeah. It was it, you know that kind of that segment uh, developed on there, which would just be usually my more rantier times when Andrew didn't really have a dog in the fight, but I was passionate about something. I would go off on, and yeah, it's a one man podcast where I. I talk shit for an hour. I read people's questions and confessions. If you'd like to send in a question or confession, I'm happy to read it. You can uh, email me at uh, fatherlindsay at gmail.com. It was so the only fatherlindsay in the church at gmail.com. Uh, <laughs> I had to find something that wasn't taken, but like fit in. I love it. Believe it or not, like church common sense for an email account was taken and stuff. And I'm like, That's uh, wild. go fuck yourself. That is wild. Yeah. Who the fuck would take that? Yeah. So, you know, Father Lindsay and the church at gmail.com. Send in your emails and questions and confessions. I don't read people's names unless, you know, unless you specifically would like me to. Other than that, it's totally anonymous. Um, so yeah, I usually have the podcast questions in that. The other halves me talking about whatever's going on. Sometimes it's personal, sometimes it's new stuff, sometimes it's about movies. It's essentially, it's literally boys club if you turn the volume off on the other half of boys club. Uh, you know, so. It's fun. I like doing it. It's, um, you know, it was a weekly thing I used to do. So I didn't realize how much I missed it. And, you know, but. Uh, What's I, it like doing it alone? Do you find that? Do you find. Because I fu- like when I do bonus episodes for Patreon, yeah. like I go into it hating it. And yeah. then once I'm in it, I'm like, oh, this is kind of just fun. Once I'm like- in the groove, once I hit that, you know, once I jump out of the plane, yeah. I'm like, okay, my parachute's going to work. I'm okay. Yeah. But, you know, every episode I get done, I go, God damn, that was an hour and 20. I wasn't expecting, oh. you know, I was expecting me to lose steam at 15 minutes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But it's uh, it's scary only in the sense where I, I, there's, I'm still at the point where I'm watching the time. I'm looking at the, like, I'm doing all these different things, paying attention, making sure it's working. Yes. Instead of just being in the moment and hoping for the best. And yeah. that's what I'd like to get to. I, I understand now. You need a producer. You need I you do. Can, you can watch. You know, watch which is like I understand why I'd be doing the podcast with Vaughn and all of a sudden I see him go, you know, while I made a rant. But at least then he had someone to kind of take the reins while yeah. he was making sure shit was working where I'm trying to keep these thoughts in my head keep whatever whatever going and make sure the time's going make sure my volume's not going too hard i got my headphones on because i like to hear my playback you know i I like to hear myself Mm -hmm. um 
but it's a fun, it's a learning experience. You know, I'm still very new, like the more technical side of it is what I'm trying to adapt to. I know I can talk. Talking's not a problem for me. Right. But it's, you know, trying to produce a quality product, which oh, I'm Oh, you're going to get there. Yeah. You'll you know. get there. It'll only get better. Yeah. I, I think when you're starting out in podcasting, make the content fucking awesome and then work the other stuff out as you go. Yeah. Because it's the content that people are going to like. I mean, and the fact that you have people writing into you. Yeah. Been I've been trying to get people to write into me yeah. for three plus years. <laughs> Guess no one wants my advice. Just attach a cute baby photo and then write into Travis. That's <laughs> oh, that's true. Maybe I should try that. Yeah, I started doing that. I just, you know. <laughs> I send them in questions and I post a cute picture of me as a kid. Do you, like, yeah, do you ever get ones that you're like, Ugh. no, there's no judgment in the church common sense. I think judgment is uh, is a stupid thing. That's uh, right. You know, you gotta let people live and learn. Um, is there anything that like you wouldn't read? No, oh, okay. I, I'd read it all. Okay. I, I don't care. Like, I mean, unless they had written something in there about me that I didn't want out, oh, then yeah. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. You're sending me this shit. I'm not going to get in trouble for your thoughts. This part of the podcast has been cut out because, um, well, Sarah was talking shit. And that's what happens with a good conversation on mic. Sometimes you forget that you're recording. But anyways, back to the podcast. It is what it is. Welcome to stand up. What's that? Welcome to stand up. Oh, you're a veteran of the medium and no one really gives a shit. Oh, boy. I don't even know how we can tiptoe around that. <laughs> but I mean, like, yeah, being in a being in a, being in a small scene for 10 years. 10 years, yeah. Is, uh, but you said that you have some, like, you have some short term, like, you're kind of thinking two years ahead in terms of, like, a roadmap. Yeah. It's yeah. good. Yeah. No, I'm, you know, once good. this lockdown uh, is kind of over, at least nationwide, I still want to go out west. You know, yeah. a little bit. tour, a little tour, which was supposed to happen this year mm-hmm. uh, with Vaughn, but uh, between COVID and uh, him dropping out, <laughs> what's it going to be now? The the Dead Cat tour? Yeah, dead <laughs> yeah he had the Dead Cat show at Gus's. Dead I'm going to have the Dead Cat tour. Oh my god! And a um, little bit of a yeah. tribute to him. But uh, oh well, I'll make more money now. I'm not splitting anything. Um, <laughs> That's true. You know, which is a positive. Um, you know, I'll take Sassy Cat with me and we'll document Aww. our Instagram adventures. Aww. Uh, it's so sweet, mostly because it bugged the shit out of you. Yeah. And now you mess it. Well, it bugged me because I created the goddamn <laughs> fucking thing and then he bastardized it. I was fucking McDonald's and he was Ray Kroc that came in and took my shit and was like, well, here's a Big Mac. And I'm like, I just want to do a hamburger and a milkshake. And he's like, no, mass market this. Make people hate it. It's not real food. I created Sassy Cat. Every now and then I'll do the voice randomly. And I'm just Me like... Me too. And it's never at a point where I want to do it on the podcast. <laughs> but I got this little finger puppet constantly looking at me. Oh, Did you actually um, inherit anything from Vaughn? Of his um, things? I, uh, I took a... Uh, I took the Taylor Swift 1989 album. Because that was our, dr- our drinking album. Uh, even though I didn't have a record play at the time, I was like, I'm still taking this. Uh, but I got one now. My girlfriend got me one for my birthday. Mm. Uh, so I could play it. And, uh, I got, uh, I got a Chappelle, uh, portrait that was painted for him that I really loved. And, uh, I took some pop figures. Nice. 
and um, the black mirror I, ones. I really wish. Yeah, I took those. And yeah. I took those. I took the biggie one. I got them. Um, I really wish I took them all because now I got a fucking pop collection. I'm just dealing with shit in weird ways. Um, yeah. So, uh, but now I'm spending money on ones I know he had. I could have got for free. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's uh, that's button. I took uh, I took the Sazacat finger puppet. Um, those are good choices. Yeah, it was all personal stuff. Even the pop figures that I did take were like personal connected like ones and like you know Fuck, that must that have been, did you actually go over to the apartment yeah i went over uh about a week later maybe that's brutal about i thought it was it wasn't as bad i don't think it really kind of hit me when i was there it was um he's just torn in ontario yeah you know that's the that's it that's the equivalent of living on a farm for a pet <laughs> uh <laughs> Yeah, so you know, I went, and you know, Richard, Richard came and picked me up, and I drove uh, over the place, and you know, it was nice to mm. kind of be there one last time yeah. as well. It looked like it, it was like still, it was still the there. Pl- um, you know, that being said, I still sc- when Richard's last day, and I probably screenshotted his Instagram story just, uh, you know, just as a view, just so I have. Yeah, that's a good call. The shape of the place, and um. Especially because you, yeah, you were there weekly. I was there weekly. You were there every every week. You know, yeah, pretty much. Uh, one thing, you know, I missed a couple literally the last like two weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't there because I was on vacation uh, with my girlfriend, which I would have been there uh, night of. Mm-hmm. Had That's uh, wild, yeah, which you know had stuck in my mind for uh, you know every now and then, still does. Um, but I had to like move our vacation because i had a show which got canceled due to COVID. so had i known that i wouldn't have my vacation i would have been there the night before and then of course you get into that dumb thing where you're like oh i would have noticed this and i would have i would have forced you know and oh the, yeah you, you blame Buddy, game on yourself like, and you know yeah. the, the friday before he he asked me to come watch wrestling with him and neil and i was like oh man i'm busy after my show i'm sorry whatever and of course you go oh, i should just fucking you weren't that tired you could have went and watched this fucking show with them and you know so there's a lot of what ifs and what could you know should have what it could us, uh, but at the same time, it used to bug me that the last time I saw him was a Monday at Gus's, and then it became something nice for me because like that's where we became friends. That's how he got me to really start taking this shit more serious again when I was at a point where I wanted to quit. So you know I you know I was like I like that it kind of ended where it started and. His last oh thing God, texting wild. me was, you know, us bitching about stuff, which is like, <laughs> I like that there wasn't any weird, like, you know, one special thing. It was a normal thing. So our friendship was the same right. throughout. You know, I would, you know, of course, I still messaged him after I found out he died. That I was pissed at him. Did um, you send, did you message him? I did message him. Do you want to know what's wild? So my last text to him was about Boys Club because yeah. he, because uh, I was hearing a buzz on your guys' episodes, yeah. like in my headphones. Mm-hmm. And that morning... I was like, here's a, I, sc- I screen recorded like my, uh, like yeah. me listening to the episode. Yeah, yeah. Let me know if you can hear it. Yeah. Like that was my last message yeah. to him. And then I noticed that like mid April, someone read it and I was like, <laughs> oh <awkward."> God. <laughs> Cause can you imagine the messages that yeah. probably came through? Yeah, yeah. Cause I mean, people didn't believe it. When, no, and- I had a lot of people messaging me like, is this is a joke. Is this is whatever, whatever. And like it was a fucked up thing because he was taking the month off of uh, social, social media, media, which is kind of hilarious. 
Yeah. Which is, I mean, which kind of like ended like his sets did around the end where he would just go, bye. I think you, know? you cheated. You know, I have yeah, yeah, a bone yeah. to pick with you, Andrew, if you're listening. Yeah. Um, you said that you were taking a month off from social media, but you still would log on to promote Boys Club. And I think that that's cheating. <laughs> you got to promote the brand. <laughs> you can't argue with me, big cat. <laughs> you're gone. <laughs> but like, yeah, and that's for people who might not remember although i mm. fucking talk about him like almost every mm-hmm. goddamn episode mm-hmm. but like you and i received a phone call yeah. on march 18th, 18th. that yeah. probably changed both of our lives yeah um and it, it hasn't gotten easier i truly don't know like it's just it's such mm-hmm. a void in my life like yeah. i i don't know it's just been hard well it's weird like every time i think you know, things have settled in. There'll be like one new thing where I'm like, "This, I, I would have talked to him about this. Right. I would have talked to him about this, you know. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of that shit. There's, you know, the first show's back. And like anytime I get a new bit, that was the guy I was like, I got a new joke, man. I can't wait for you to hear this shit. You know, and then at a show, I'm going you're like, oh, that, you know, that bit's really good or that's somewhere, you know. Or I'm, you know, hearing a new joke from him and being like, that's just good. Here's a here's a punch on that'll make it work. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know. uh, so yeah. yeah, you know, there's a lot of that stuff. Like you know, but I'm, there's like a lot of things I was glad got out of the way quick. You know, I'm glad that like I'm done with the first WrestleMania without him. I'm done with the first Chappelle thing without him. Like I'm done with all these shit that I would have like, boom, boom, boom. You know, would like talked to. A lot of it is out of the way. It's like little things now that will. Kind of yep. like set me off and be like, oh yeah, that's this is who I would have talked to. Like you know, every fucking Netflix document, like Tiger King came out, and I was like, God, yeah. this is this is three episodes of Boys Club, right? You know, every little like, and you know, us being like, everyone cares about Netflix docs all the time. We've been talking about Netflix docs for like two years, and like, <laughs> the craziness of them and shit. You know, every now and then I'll find a new crime doc where I'm like, oh god, this is who I could have been that. able to have, yeah. you know, talk to about and get them all hooked on and. Even just like his stupid messages that he would send people, like <laughs> yeah, like it's it's uh, like, like just the the gossiping. Yeah, it's, I miss uh, the gossiping. Yeah, you know, there's so many you know things like I almost roll my eyes now because I know he would, just so I have that reaction. Yeah, I think sometimes he he had my opinion if I didn't have a conscience. <laughs> So if he rolled his eyes, I kind of got it out of me without me having to be like, oh, fuck these guys. He he was the, oh, I, I get what you're saying. So like you kind of saw things with, I don't want to say more thought, but like yeah, visceral reactions to things. Yes, I could, see the, big, I could see the bigger picture yeah. of going, you know, let this simmer, let this whatever, me blowing up is not worth Whatever, yeah. Where he could blow up, and like it would almost get it out of my system. That's I'm right. Like, okay, well he he already did what I wanted to do. It kind of it's kind of a weird validation. Thing. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. okay, I'm good. Now I can be the voice of reason. Mm-hmm. And we, can get, we can reset him. Yeah, I I, I it's the <laughs> this past week I've been feeling like quite sour and just a little bit like like I've told you, like I had a honeymoon phase with stand up and it's over and it only lasted a hot two weeks. Uh, but it's over now. Uh, good. If, if, if it wasn't, then you're, you know, you're catering, you're going to rooms, you're only comfortable in like it's right. It's good to get slapped with that reality quick. You yeah. still appreciate being a young comic, but now you get to know what it is. Yeah. 
and you get to know, you know, you get to know what the vaccine is. You know, you're going to get a needle now. Yeah. You don't have this naive nativity where like months down the line, you're like, what's going on? And then someone jabs with you. You're ready for it. You're ready. Like, I know what's coming. And I truly felt like, like he took over my soul this past week in terms of my thoughts. Are you feeling bloated? (laughs) Actually, Yes. I had a weird craving for a hot dog pizza, too. I don't know what that is. It's weird, though. Like, I truly um Because you, I think, you haven't talked with us on my podcast yet, but mm. you said that you had a moment um after he died where you kind of felt like he was with you in a weird way and something mm-hmm. weird happened with the, the, the Wire song. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was walking. I, I went for a walk. It was at my girlfriend's place when we were quarantined. I went for a walk. It was just one of those weird moments because he's a fucking atheist. And, you know, I'm not religious, but I'm also black. So I'm not going to fuck with Jesus. Uh, So, you know, and I was just like, dude, if there's anything, if you were wrong in the slightest, can you just let me know? Yep. And then I went for a walk. And then as I was walking, uh, I ran into a guy who he didn't always get along with. Which was like, kind of poetic which, where I couldn't tell. Way. I was like, if this is, this is a sign or this is an anti sign, where like he had enough energy in the air to be like, no, there's nothing. I'm dead. Like, and I'm, I was like, this can't be. And then, uh, you know, he was, you know, very nice and gave his condolences. And I'm, I'm always happy to see the person. And he's like, hey, man, you want to do a shot? I'm like, yeah, let's do a shot. And then he brought up Jameson, which is what Vaughn mm. would take shots of when we were out. And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, let's put on some tunes. And he put on some random music and immediately it was the theme song from The Wire, which is Vaughn's favorite show. He loved that goddamn yellow t-shirt of his. Uh, and I was like, okay, maybe there is. And then, you know, if there's not, whatever. That's the best thing about, you know, being wrong about heaven. You don't know you're wrong. You, you truly don't. You know. You truly so don't. I, if I can have something in my head where I go, oh, I'm going to see my best friend again someday. Great. What's wrong with that? I'm not pushing it on anyone. I just like, I like the thought that, you know, yeah, you know, I'm going to see him there and be like, yeah, you know, give me the light. I'm personally very pissed because I do really believe in ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> and I am, I buy in to all of that witchy shit and I've experienced nothing. <laughs> And it's such a piss off to me because <laughs> I'm like, come on, you fucker. <laughs> Tell me that you're around, you son of a bitch. Yeah. God damn mm. it. I was half tempted. I thought it might be fun to like find a medium. Yeah. Well, you got to like, find an extra, 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 extra large. An extra, yeah, extra. You want to get a, <laughs> you want to get him. He's a 5XL. I truly am like, that is a weird thing because he was an atheist. Yeah. And it's weird to be like. I'm curious as to if he's still around, but I'm more just like if I went to a medium and said nothing, yeah. like yeah. Uh, a medium that I would say only books through phone, yeah. like who doesn't know my social media or anything yeah. like that. It would be so interesting to like have a medium on the show yeah. and just have maybe say that like you're just here hanging out too yeah. Yeah. and see if anything comes up. Yeah. Because before that fucker died, he agreed to get a tarot card reading with me. Boy, he will do anything to get out of stuff he doesn't want to do, huh? (laughs) (laughs) And I felt bad, too, because the night that he died, like, he recorded Boys Club, and then he messaged me afterwards. Because I was doing, like, these random live streams. Yeah. And he was going to, like, hop on Zoom with me. Yeah. 
Um, but for whatever reason that night I didn't do it. Yeah. Um, and like, he was just like, oh, I was going to see if you were, if you were going, I would have hopped on. Yeah. And like, we had plans to do more live streams. Mm -hmm. And what's crazy about it is there's a third eye blind song that he loved third eye blind so much that one of the lyrics is, is like all my plans still had you in them. Mm -hmm. And then I have a friend who reads tarot. Yeah. And I mean, she's a friend, so she does know about Andrew dying. And yeah, all that. yeah. But like, one of the things she said in the reading was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, like his presence is still here because like you guys had plans." Yeah, yeah. And I just lost it because I was like, "That's the song yeah, that reminds me yeah, of him," and yeah, like, yeah. it's true. And like, yeah. we wanted to do a podcast network, and like, we we had all this kind of like weird mm-hmm. plans that mm-hmm. we never really took action on, but like, yeah, yeah. We, we always thought about. Oh, man, I just missed the guy so fucking yeah. much. Well, fucking you know, idiot. next time an open micer's bombing on stage. Go- <laughs> Go, Me included. Go outside and see if there's just a random cloud of smoke taking a smoke <laughs> break. And we'll know he's there. Yeah. I mean, that first Gus's show back will be. Uh, yeah. I really wish it'd be tough. fucking already done with, um, you know, because that's like the last thing. I feel like that will be the true um, yeah. celebration of life. Yeah. At least for like the health hacks comics. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be it'll be the closure, I think, you know, yeah. as much as you're going to get. Yeah. Um, Cuz what know. the fuck is that even? Like I, I don't yeah. know. Like the, how many have you had a lot of close people die? No. I've had my great grandmother and and him. Right. And you know, even my great grandmother's was like a out, out of nowhere's one. But at the same time she was in her 80s. A great grandmother. Yeah, 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 which is yeah, which not a lot of people had. I was very close to mine. Mom was like a third mom. So, right. you know, like, and, uh, you know, again, totally shocking, kind of was not expecting, you know, week after it was a week after my birthday. Mm. Uh, and then, you know, I woke up to my grandmother calling for me and I ran downstairs and, you know, she was in, oh, stop she was in the bed and the ambulance was coming. Yeah. Travis, so, like, I didn't know that's how it happened. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And then I went and did yucks that night. <laughs> Uh, that was, uh, May 13th, uh, May 15th, sorry, May, it was May 15th, cause I went, <laughs> <laughs> I went viral the night before over, uh, a Kitchen Nightmares Facebook post I made, I got thousands upon thousands of likes, and I was, so, went to bed so excited to try and explain it to my 80-something year old grand, great-grandmother, and then I woke up to that nightmare, Jesus. and then I went and did Yuck Yucks that night, oh my um, God. just cause How I wanted, I wanted some sense of normalcy. How the fuck did and, you do that? How did you pull yourself together and do that? One, I think one, it was shock. Two, yeah. again, the moment I'm out of my comfort zone, all I want to do is, is get comfortable again. So I went to look, what is the most normal thing for me? Where am I most happiest? What can I... On stage, yeah. Yeah, and I shoved a lot of shit down, which is not always, you know, which is definitely not healthy. And it... it, it No, not oh. even. I was not oh. even... <laughs> I literally just pushed it down oh, the, the, old, the, old, the old fashioned way. The emotions, yes. Which, yeah, you know, and, you know, they came all out uh, at the funeral uh, in tenfold. Uh, but, um, fuck. That's wild. Yeah, you know, I just wanted some sense of normalcy. So I went and did Yuck Yucks, and it was like, and the best thing happened was it was an okay set. I didn't kill. I didn't bomb. I had an okay set, and I went, okay, life goes on. Shit doesn't need to change that much. And you can pull through. Like, if you can yeah. do a good set in that on that night yeah. when you're going through that shit, 
that really means like yeah this is yeah so it gave me some you know sense of comfort and i you know i keep her with me when i'm out there every you know every show still you know it uh it doesn't get easy just because she was in her 80s. It was there was a person who was <laughs> part of my life for the first 21 years. That's wild. Uh, so, you know, um, yeah, so that was like my first. So I was used to losing someone close. I wasn't used to losing someone close that had, you know, that should have been here at least another 20 years. Yeah. You know, it was it. Unexpectedly expected in a yeah, weird way. Yeah, of course. Way. We always joked about it and and shit. You know the way he go. You know he wasn't some wreck of a human being that wasn't functioning. But when you put it into context, like yeah, Tuesday was our drinking night, but Monday was his drinking night, and Wednesday was his drinking night. You know. And then there, he'll have one on Friday. Yeah, it's yeah the Friday and Thursday. You know, <laughs> but he also wasn't like, he wasn't that guy that like could not go out and and not drink. Right, right, he right. He could go out and not drink totally. Oh, yeah. He'd go do shows and not drink. Like, you know. He drove so many people home from shows. He drove people to shows. Yeah. He wasn't as big as he was two drinks max if he's going to drive. Yeah. You know, he was very cautious in that sense. Yeah. Man wouldn't leave his house if there was a fucking icicle hanging above his door. <laughs> But then, would you know, he did what he wanted, and he lived his life his way. Yeah. And, you know, selfishly, you know, I'm... He went, like, you know, Richard said, he went to bed happy, uh, which is all I can ask for. Um, But, yeah, selfishly, I want him here for me more than anything. Yeah. You know, I want, I want him here to share this moment that I want to have, and I want to do this shit, you know. So I would I would love to say selfish you know selflessly that I wish he would take better care of himself so he could do this and that but at the end of the day yeah I'm a I'm a selfish prick and I I want my best friend yeah that's you know right. I want him a part of my life mm-hmm. it's like when you put down a pet yeah a lot of times when you don't put down that pet because you still want that pet around for you yeah you're not thinking of the pet you're thinking of yeah. you. So, but I would I would actually go so far as to say I don't think it's totally selfless on your end because you you had plans with them too you guys were gonna tour yeah, we together were on tour and we we both wanted to record new albums this year and you know and he, you pumped him up a lot like you were you were a huge part of his self confidence yeah in comedy I would, I would and, say on mic and then off mic he was that for me anytime I had right. any kind of shit and self doubt or you know the messages I would send to him and Dan you know being like god damn I just wish I was good enough you know and there, and then Vaughn buddy what the fuck are you talking about you know I found uh, I was cleaning my room not too long ago and I found the the Christmas card he gave me the year after I had moved back from uh, Gus's and he and he wrote back you know he thanked me he's like oh thank you man for coming out to Gus's I really appreciate it uh, I'm so glad you started coming out more. Um, you pushed me to be a better comic, which was nice. It was at my lowest goddamn point uh, where I did not want to do this anymore because I was like, what's the point? I've tried. I'm clearly not cut out for this. And and he gave me uh, the boost I needed, you know, as much as I'm, you know, make fun of him on air. We were very sweet. We were very sweet to each other off. We knew what the deal was. I was never as annoyed with him 
as it seems. I'm sorry to break the fourth wall of Boys Club. I was never annoyed or thought he was as stupid as he was. And it's he was, busting. and he was never as dumb as he would let off. He would know that I would, uh, he would play to me, and I would play to him. Mm-hmm. And we would never discuss it before, but we knew what the other one was doing. We spent enough time together to, you know, absolutely to know how to push each other's buttons. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's just we can say everything sucks. Um, it it really does. It's uh, it's really like <laughs> I don't know. It's 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 just weird. Like uh, you know, I said on my podcast, it just it it's such a shit time, in the sense that like I already felt weird in the scene because neither one of us really going as much as we were, and we kind of felt we both felt kind of out of place. Mm-hmm. You know, it was it was, it felt like this new, you know, this new scene was kind of emerging, which is not a bad thing. We all got to grow and we got to, you know, we got to grow out of the system and move on to the next level of shit. That's why we're trying to tour in that. But like, you know, Dan is in PEI, yeah. you know, and it was like the three of us and yeah. we were on the come up together. Yeah. The snakes with three yeah. heads. Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> now it's and one. I wish the other two would fucking grow. I thought that's the myth. <laughs> I don't know where the other two are. But like, this is the interesting thing about about where I fit into this because I've heard I've talked to so many people and I've become close with you guys but also close with these newbies and it's just interesting for me to hear that you guys felt out of place when these new new guys look up to you like you're the fucking uh, <laughs> wizard of oz like yeah. the all you know what I mean like like yeah. it's just interesting because everybody everybody is so insecure everyone yeah everyone yeah even Travis fucking Lindsay doing it 10 years now who like like honest to God don't think that there's comic that's been name dropped more on this podcast than you <laughs> when I have people on truly yeah because everyone sees you as like one of the greats here yeah and um and so it's just this interesting like when you said that on on your podcast about how you feel weird because you're you're the age of I would say like a class of comics that make up a large part of the scene, you know, like yeah. the Sam Bartels, like, yeah. like you're around that age group. Yeah. Um, but you've been doing it for longer, which puts you in this other sort of realm of yeah. people, but you're trying to navigate both fucking worlds. And that's fucking hard, especially when your best friend isn't around. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's a weird shitty thing. Cause I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm the age group of like, I age group was, we, I should be really close with everyone. Yes. But I've... Because you're 27, right? Yeah, I'm 28. 28? I'm I'm 28. But, you know, comedically, uh, yeah, I'm a hell of a lot older than Comedically, you would be up there with Ian Black. Yeah, with Ian Black. Yeah, and like, you know, Catherine's only a couple more years into it than I am. And and even then, like, I look at them as like older. And I think that's just what happens. There's different classes that... It's like school. Yeah. Yeah, you're in grade four, and you can be a friend with the grade six, but you're never the same because you've not, you've not, you know, we can't talk about grade five together because right. you weren't in it, right? So there's that you shit skipped a grade that we can't relate to. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, we skipped a grade, so I'm, you know, I'm missing key things there, which is, and we're in the comedy setting, we're not just out hanging about setting. You know, it's 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 weird. You know, Barnsey is older than me. Rick's older than me. Halef is older than me. Yeah. But, but, the, but I'm, because I'm, of when they started, the, when they're, they're in start, this other class. They're in, this other, they're in the, a different grade than I am. 
and then that class becomes chummy. Yeah, and, and friends. Yeah, and it you know it can whether it's not it's not I wouldn't say it's clicky, but it it can feel that way. It can feel that way. Mm-hmm. And you clicks. Know? I mean, I think that there's a negative connotation on the word click. I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing. I no, think that they are a support group. They're certainly a group. Like they're certainly pals. They, you know, and that's great to help buds. each other out in that, you know. And of course, yeah, help each other. Out. Don't suck each other's dicks. Help each other out. <laughs> you know. <laughs> tell yeah. them, you know, try to t- tell them when they had a good set. Yeah. Tell them when they had a bad set. Like yeah. that's important a bad set is just as good as a good set because it can help you learn it can help you grow yeah um i felt bad during the pandemic because i was like doing so much with those guys and then i just had this thought of like i should i should really reach out to travis more what and i and i I do think it's this level of like you're too cool for us yeah which like sucks i'm happy to help which is ridiculous so that's you're hearing it right here yeah invite travis to hang out he wants to hang out yeah if i can make it i'll make it i'm not gonna be like oh i'm better than whatever i of course not love yeah. comedy i love being around yeah. comedy i love being around funny people you love talking about it and, i and love so talk- many it's the one of, thing that i can talk about and so many of those guys love talking about comedy yeah like i think it's like those comedy geeks that like they really there's a lot of guys right around. now that are that have started that legitimately like a lot of people like i said there's people that love comedy, mm-hmm. and there's people that love laughs or attention. Yeah, and I'm I'm there for the people that love comedy. You gotta love the the art and the structure yeah. behind everything. You'll, you'll love it even when there's not the laughs. And if people can't get their ego stroke, they sometimes don't put it as much effort because it's not worth their time. It's not worth the gratification. That's fact. I love the guys that love comedy. I love being able to talk to Halef about comedy. I love being able to talk about to Sam about comedy. Like I love when a new guy Albert. I love talking about you know comedy and like this the same kind of comedy that we like. And they may have a different uh, you know because we're in a different comedy thing. They might have some guys that I might have missed that I, I'm excited to tell about. Or you know I like I love comedy nerds and I love yeah. about com- it's the one thing <laughs> that like sets off my autism for less of a better you know for lack of a better word in something that i can talk about and i'll make eye contact with you and i can yeah you it's your it's your passion yeah it's your passion. yeah and i don't feel stupid when i'm talking about it because i feel like i know enough about it yeah to at least make coherent or you know valid arguments and statements on the on the shit where, right. you know, where if I don't feel confident in what I'm talking about, it's hard for me to uh, discuss it because I, I don't want to sound like I'm talking out of my ass. You can re- you can really tell when people are up there, too, if they if they do love comedy or if they're just talking. Yeah. You can, you can, you can truly tell, I think. Yeah, because you can see hints of everyone before them. You can see, like, oh, okay, he's watched this person and this person and this person. He's studied it. He, he He's taken time to... You know, especially if you're a comic that's been doing it for a while, you can go, okay, I see what trick he's trying to pull off here. And you like that. Like, you appreciate that. Yeah. That's the thing. I think a lot of people think, like, you got to hear constant laughs, constant laugh, constant laugh for an older comic to be like, oh, that guy's funny. You can have a set and bomb audience-wise, but a good comic will know whether or not you're good. That's they'll, interesting. They'll go, okay, he had a bad set, but he's not unfunny. That that is fa- so. When I had Tall and Vicky on, um, 
Tall mentioned something like, it's always weird when you, you say a joke and you can hear the comics at the back laughing, but not the audience. And people have two opinions of this. Some people mm. think that's a bad sign. And I, the way that I took that, I genuinely don't think, now, with the exception of your high-pitched giggle, which you do do sometimes when people bomb, yeah. I think I don't think comics are laughing if it's not funny or if it's cringy. Yeah. I do think when comics laugh, generally speaking, yeah. um, it's a good thing. Yeah. So I, I take that to mean they saw what you were doing and, and they wanted you to know that versus maybe the mm. audience didn't quite get it. Yeah. Yeah. And when I, when I laugh... <laughs> when when I get what you have a couple different know, kinds. Of yeah, I have different though. kinds of laugh. But if you get my high pitch one, <laughs> it's either really good or really bad. Yes, either the joke <laughs> was fucking horrendous, and you got what you deserve, or I know it's a good joke. I've heard it work, but it got nothing. And I know in your heart you went, "This is a good joke. It's gonna work." And the confidence in which you delivered a joke that bombed. Is hilarious. Yes, that's right. And if I was on stage watching myself and the same thing happened, I would laugh my fucking ass off because the mindset is okay, this one will get them. Right. And there's nothing and more the- funny to me than an audience going, nope, try again. And then you're rattled about it. It's like watching like a great boxer get, you know, wobbly legs. You're like, what the fuck just happened? Like, it catches yeah. me off guard to the point where I really enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it doesn't so mean funny. you're unfunny. It just means the joke tanked, and that to me is kind of like it's yeah. it's like an, the awkwardness in the room is yeah what gets me, and I get uncomfortable. And because that's the other thing about being new, yeah. it's very hard to figure out when you say a joke the same way and it doesn't do well one time, and it does well another time. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to go, was that a bomb, or was that just the crowd, or was that how I said it? Mm-hmm. But, like, I've recorded all my sets, um, except one, <laughs> the worst one, which was at <laughs> District District 5. Okay. Um, but I was I was over-delivering my jokes. Like, I was overacting, and I yeah. knew that in the moment. I was yeah. like, fuck, I'm acting too much. I got to calm the fuck down. But I, what I've been doing is I've been listening to them back mm-hmm. and I've been making notes beside my jokes and I go silence little tiny laugh <laughs> laugh uh big laugh mm-hmm. like I, I've been like writing that down beside them yeah, yeah. and it's just tough because people are always saying you know like never blame the audience it's always you if it doesn't do well mm-hmm. but let's say Four out of five times it does, and one time it doesn't. Yeah, sometimes an audience stinks. Um, you know, I think definitely you need to put, but that comes with time. Yeah. At the beginning. Yeah. You kind of got to take it as you. Yeah. Yeah. After a while, you get to learn what a bad audience is and a good audience is. There are some audiences where fucking Chappelle or Pryor himself could come out there, and you'd be like, "This is gonna, this will tank." Right. There's no pleasing these people. Um, I yeah. So I think you know. Depend. It does depend on the room. I think you know if you go to a more alternative whatever room, and you're probably a straight white dude, you might you're probably gonna have a little tougher time these days until they trust you. You know. So sometimes it may be the audience to be bomb. Sometimes it may be your shitty misogynistic jokes. Whatever. Uh, I've done enough rural rooms to know where it had nothing to do with my jokes. And everything but do with what I walked in looking like. 
Yeah. There are there are times where it one hundred percent is the fucking audience. Right. And you can you can you can test it out because you can learn to curve like you know if you've done it long enough you have enough different types of jokes and enough different ways to perform these jokes that it should be almost fail proof. Yeah, you adapt to the crowd. You can adapt to the crowd. I've done the same jokes in alternative rooms, in normal rooms, in older rooms, in younger rooms, and they've all worked. And I've been able to you know the way I've done it. Right. And then there's other times where I've done those same jokes and it's a crowd that doesn't seem like it's any different than any crowd I've done before and it doesn't go as well and it's, you know, it's you can it's the vibe of the room. I do believe a room needs to be set up properly for comedy. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Travis. What 100%. would you dis- what in your mind, what would be a bad setup for a room? Uh lots of light. Um definitely lots of light. Tables and chairs not facing the stage, uh, lack of any type of stage. Lack of chairs. Lack of chairs is a big <laughs> one. Lack of chairs is a big one. You gotta fucking, it's not a concert. <laughs> lack of seating in general. Yeah. Lack of space in general. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, I mean, I don't get me wrong, I'm very thankful that Economy Shoe Shop is up and running, but that narrow fucking hallway that you're yelling down is... Yeah, awkward. yeah, it's awkward, uh, but it can also be like a good thing if it's filled. Right. It's a room that requires not a pandemic style. Right. Because you crowd out those people, you shove all those people off the side, you shove all the people there. Mm-hmm. It can be a nice little intimate room. Right. You know, I... I think COVID makes that frustrating too. Because yeah, it makes it very frustrating. Limitations. You know, it's, an, it's an odd room. Um, I've, I've had fun sets there. Yeah. On, on nights where I thought I was not going to have a good set. Thank God for those people. Yeah, that set that you did, the last one that you did, was like, not a lot of people there. Yeah. Speaking of which, I got to ask Martin if he got paid. I didn't get get paid for that one. Oh, really? Yeah. I can't remember if they're still doing the $50 or not. Oh. But I don't want to be a dick, and so I'm just going to talk about it on a podcast. Uh I can edit that uh, yeah. out. No, you don't need that. You can leave it in. I hey, gotta... this is like this is inside comedy. Yeah, I'm this... gonna I'm gonna ask Petey Boy if he got uh, if he got paid for that one. Yeah, that's a good call. Yeah, just I wish I could mail last name. You know, but I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know if. Um, yeah, I don't know if they're paying anymore. Like they were for Snickers. So. Yeah, that's um, yeah, good good audiences and bad audiences. It, it's just it's just a tricky it's just tricky to yeah. figure out because psychologically for me going into it i'm going into it going your shit your shit your shit your shit mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just been weird for me to like get those moments of confidence and then go nope nope that's fine to say you're you know you you know it's not fine it's something i would even like to grow out of where you know you're like your shit your shit your shit but by the time that first foot hits the stage it needs to go from your shit to your the shit. So, so you think it's more about channeling the confidence in the right way, where it's Absolutely. not with it's not with you all the time, but it's with you in the right moment. Yes, it's it's hitting that animal instinct of flight or fight, and you're gonna fight every time you hit that stage. You gotta fight. Don't run from it. Run right into it. Right. No matter what. Right. You're bombing. The whole goddamn room's going to feel miserable. Make them feel miserable. Don't deny the bomb. Don't. Uh, yeah. Uh, 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 uh. 
fight until you got to be a fucking zebra with its intestines hanging out. You got to still try to get I've out of the I've seen that goddamn- fucking video. I knew you saw it too. <laughs> Holy shit. That's something we both have in common. Yeah, nature's we metal. love a good nature's metal. Uh, also, check out Dark Side of Nature too. Oh God, that's what's another, that? That's a, that's also like a that's like a similar account. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Sometimes God. they post different stuff. Sometimes it's similar, the same shit. But <sighs> you know, you gotta you gotta go for it. You gotta fight until the end. You gotta you can't stop. That's a great way of saying. Actually, how- Nikki Glazer tweeted me back. I tweeted at her the the day of Ladies' Night, and she said mm-hmm. the one th- she gave me advice, and one of the pieces of advice was to acknowledge the bomb. Yeah. And like make fun of the bomb and not just yeah. not just um ignore it and power through yeah. to the next joke. Like yeah. almost just own that you bombed. Yeah. And that it's actually a really good quality to have in a comic to have that like, oh well, I guess you guys didn't like that one. Yeah, or well, like it's, it's self awareness. Mm-hmm. You know? And and you gotta deliver the self awareness and you know. You gotta tell them it sucked before they fully realize it sucked. Right. You know, you got to kind of, you got to run to the front of the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you're throwing a ball to yourself there. Yeah. And you can't let one of them catch it because then they go, I caught the ball. You got to, you got to catch the ball and go, no, no. Yeah, that one didn't work, whatever. But it can't, yeah, it can't be uh, acknowledged in the sense of like, oh boy, like, you know, whatever. Unless it's really tongue in cheek when you're like that. Mm. It's got to, it's really got to be, you go, yeah, that didn't work. Who gives a fuck? You know, not a fuck you. That's funny. Yeah, not not a pity me. Yeah, it yeah, didn't go well. Yeah. Oh, that joke's good. You know, which every, like, every comic needs to work out. I've you know done like well that worked last. Like, you know, who gives a shit? That's not today's not last night. Today's today. Right. You know, these people don't care what you did yesterday. What have you done for them lately? You know, you gotta you gotta own that five minutes you're up there. That ten minutes you gotta. It's. Wild. it's you. Mm-hmm. I have the mic. Mm-hmm. It's my turn to talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this has come from a shy motherfucker who doesn't like talking to people off stage. But that's the thing about you. Like, you're so good at captivating an audience. Like, you, like that's one of your strongest points, I think. And, and like, you've mentioned Well, if you're not going to be funny, be interesting. Then, yeah. And then people will listen until you're funny again. But also just the fact that, like, if there's a chatty table in front of you, you will go down and sit beside them and talk to them. Like, you will not. I love that. Like, like that is, like, not everyone can do that. In fact, if, if some people, other people, I would like to see some people try. It wouldn't go as No, and I've seen people try to do that stuff. And I've seen people try to talk to MB. And, you know, it's it's cute. <laughs> but they're not there yet. They're not. They're not. not, there they're not there. It's. It has nothing to do with it. They're not there yet. Yeah, they can get there. Yeah, they Maybe. can get there. But it's a lot of. It's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And you can't expect to be this overnight. And mm-hmm. I don't mean this by me. I just mean mm-hmm. whatever you want. You need to keep working towards. That's right. And you need to keep constantly trying to get better. You can't just go. I'm ready for this. I'm ready for this. You need to be fucking. Biting and going, I'm ready for this goddamn thing. You need to be over ready. Interesting. When you get shit. I, there's, you know, there's times where you're like, I'm ready for this. I'm ready for this. And at the time, I probably was ready. But when I got the shit, I was over ready. And it only did, it only benefited me. Because now I had a little grit. I had a little anger. I had a little bitterness. But I also had enough skill to back all this shit up and to convey all that stuff into a positive energy where it worked for me. 
Yeah. And I, and you need this. It's more than jokes. I actually, that's, I like that you said that because that is something I've always, I've felt over this time that I have been over preparing. Um, like I'm, I'm talking fucking butchering my jokes, rewriting them, writing them again, practicing. Like I've practiced my set. Yeah. So many times. And one might say that takes the fun out of it, but I truly think it's why I've been able to convey. Like to do what I did yeah. was because I fucking practiced. Yeah. And for a while there, I was like, oh, stop over preparing. Mm-hmm. But like, I actually kind of like over preparing. Like, I'd rather yeah, do amazing good. at like a mic than yeah. do terrible at a book show. Yeah. I did, you know, I did like, two years off of high school before I went to Humber for comedy. Right. Because I wanted to be ready. I wanted to show that I'm serious about this. Like self learn a bit before you don't. Yeah, and I was well over prepared in terms of stand up because that first stand up class we went around the room and and uh, teacher Larry Horowitz uh, was like, uh, "What? Uh, how many sets have you guys done?" And everybody went, uh, "One." Uh, oh, I haven't done anything. I haven't done. You done? I haven't done it. Two. Maybe, I've done about five sets. Maybe uh, you know. I entered. I entered competition. I, I have done three sets, and they got to me. And I went. I've done over fifty. Wow. You know, and then immediately it went, and all eyes kind of shifted. And I was like, you know, my my roommate, one of my best friends, like came up on the night of an open mic. It was going to be his first open mic. He's like, you guys write your own material? Mm. He had no idea how it, oh how my it went. God. And we're like, fuck, Kevin. Yeah, you write, you gotta, you gotta write your own material, bud. Which is... You know. Which well, now that's... he's doing fucking great. He's got his own goddamn instagram famous shit now he's a, he's he's gotten on to like 90 day fiance and stuff he's done like videos like oh that's funny joking about the cast and that and like he's now done like it's what you gotta fucking do yeah like he's, he's just you know he created this content and has built this little fan base for himself and for him. got, it's yeah it's insane oh, that's wild and he's well, very funny that's dude. fucking good because i think another thing i'm keep referring to your podcast but another thing that you said that stuck out to me on the show was you you mentioned like the art of like Giving a, sh- looking like you're not giving a shit, but giving a lot of shit. Yeah, the art of not giving a fuck, um, is an important thing. It's uh, and by that I don't mean you don't care about doing well, and you don't care about comedy. I mean you don't, you don't care so much about the response. You still want to have a good set, but you're not afraid to try things because of the reaction you might get. And that's a real niche point. Uh, like I said, when I started out, I didn't want to ruffle any feathers. I didn't want any kind of oohs, uhs, any kind of groan would immediately, I'd retreat back from whatever, I would, I would backpedal and try to fix and like, you know, I want to keep everything happy. I wanted everyone in that room to think. You were concerned about what they thought? Yeah. Which is the worst thing you can do. Yeah. Because you're never going to please 100% people. Yeah. You're never going to, If you got to be at a fucking clan rally. <laughs> or a Hitler speech for everyone to be like, yeah, that's a great point. Like to have that kind of yes. mindset. And you yeah. don't want that. That's a dangerous place to be. You got to have someone kind of oppose your opposition, just kind of shift your argument a little bit and have it grow and evolve. Um, so yeah, I think the are not giving a fuck is an important thing. And that, that switch just goes off where you become, you get one step closer to being 100% yourself up there. Right. Not who you, are off state, but like 
the most natural form you can be as a performer is 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 a switch that needs to go off and i think that's what separates people from you know going to that next level from like like oh he's funny to like oh he's a good comic oh he's a great that's comic. right and i think that's an important thing and there's a lot of people on the scene i can't wait till that switch goes off there's, we're we're in a lucky point right now where there's a lot of people I can't wait for that. I can't wait for that switch off to go off in Sam. I can't wait for that switch to go off in Halef. I can't wait for that switch to go off in Emma. Like when when those switches go from me trying out jokes to me working on me and me performing myself and not performing my bits. Ah, I, the scene is going to get so strong, but that takes time and it takes does. a lot of growth and and you can't force that switch. Because it'll immediately turn itself off if you try to. Do you get nervous watching new new people go up? I don't get nervous. Or, like, um, that, what's that experience like as somebody who's... You've been there. You were once in those shoes. Yeah. I, I'm i excited when guys go up. Especially people that I, I, I'm invested in and think are really funny. And I know they're going to be really good. Uh, I get excited to watch them. Um. There's maybe some of that parental thing where I do get a little nervous if the set's not going as well as I think it should. And then I kind of get a little mama bear where I'm like, you guys don't know what's actually funny. Like I like to the audience, like I'm like, this guy's fucking hilarious. What are you what are you doing? I want I want comics to be good. I want them to be fucking. I want to watch everyone go up there and then make me nervous about going next. (laughs) I want I want someone to fucking really challenge me. That's right. And not challenge me in a room that's like their people. I want a room where no one knows any of us and I want to watch someone go, fuck, I can't And nobody that. knows that. Yeah, the unbiased crowd. Yes, the I want, equal playing fields. I want that. And there's so many people that have the potential to be that. Yeah. And it's just going to take some time. And you got to have that time to grow. I, you want it all today. I get it. Mm-hmm. I'm like that now. Yeah. With a lot of things. The patience aspect is really tough. There is a lot of patience here. Yeah. You know, and if you want to be good and you want to be sustainable, you got to have patience. Yeah. You can have that thing tomorrow, but it's not going to last. No. No. Damn. Chris Rock said anyone can have a good year. Right. So when you see someone's first set, can you kind of tell right away? You, the 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 um a lot of times you the, can tell you it can factor? yeah you can see uh you go okay that guy's got potential yeah there's many times where you know me and Vaughn be like oh this guy's gonna be. yeah this guy's gonna, I'm excited to see have you seen this guy yet yeah they're yeah they're funny they got jokes they got there's something they there. got jokes yeah exactly you know which the, is at the baseline they have jokes yeah and that's usually how it goes that's the kind of there's someone you're like. Oh, the personality's there, but the bits aren't there yet. Oh, the bits are there, but the personality's not there yet. Or and like can, maybe they're both kind of there, but they both could like yeah, they, they just worked, worked yeah, on both absolutely. Days. No yeah. one's coming in first yet. Yeah, you know, no yeah. matter how well your first set did, when ninety percent of the crowd is there for you, <laughs> which I think can cause a lot of false confidence. Yes, which is not always the worst thing because sometimes that's what people need to keep continuing it. But some people, you know, will have their first set. They'll bring a bunch of people out. The people will purposely, for some reason, like it's a competition, not laugh at everyone else or oh, not really that. pay attention to everyone else. I hate that. And then the person will go up for them and they'll laugh at shit that you know damn well wasn't as funny as the other shit people mm-hmm. were saying. Mm-hmm. But they're there trying to be supportive. Mm-hmm. And they think they're doing something good. Mm-hmm. 
those people are not doing anything good. Mm-hmm. I hope some people are hearing yeah. this right now. <laughs> I pissed off a lot of friends when I decided to do that impromptu. Yeah first set like a lot of friends were really mad at me that they weren't there for it and i was just like i don't think you guys get this this isn't a broadway debut no it's not it's not not this big thing like and i get mad and i and it it seems like i don't want people's support sometimes because people close to me will want to come to shows yeah and i don't want them there my grandmother will be like well what can i and i'm like this is not for you no. She's like, well, I'm going to laugh. I'm like, it's the same shit you heard. Well, I'm still going to laugh. I'm like, yeah, but that doesn't do anything for me. And I mean this in a nice If you're going to support me, support me by coming out to when I'm in a competition, to when I have an album taping. Sharing Come the shit. To, yeah, sharing. sharing the shit. That's yeah. it. You yeah. know, this show, yeah, I'm headlining, whatever. That's great. An album taping. An Come album out to an yeah, album taping. Absolutely. Yeah. That's where I need people. I need bodies. I need people that are going to laugh. Mm-hmm. Open mics or like just little shows here and there. I'm working no. on stuff. Even yeah. shows I'm headlining like that. I'm working on stuff. You know, you want to see a club weekend one of the three nights? Great. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. But I'm 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 trying to make people that don't love me like me. <laughs> not you're not trying to impress people that yes. already love you. Yes. And I don't mean to take that like, you know, take it for granted. I appreciate that you like me and support me and love me. That's great. Yeah. But it's not going to help me get better here. Yep. And at the end of the day. A seventy-year-old woman's not my demographic. You know? <laughs> God love her. You know, it's it's Aww. great you support me in day one. You Aww. know, I I don't want to know you're listening to my podcast. This is where I'm oh, trying to be yeah. open and be me. Like this is where I can't yeah. think about that kind of stuff. This is where I'm trying to to project myself and see if people that don't have any investment in me actually give a shit about what I'm saying, or at least find what I'm saying entertaining. And and you're not going to get that growth if you're just surrounded by people that are going to lick your nuts and asshole and tell you like, yeah, you're the shit. Yeah. That's great when you need it. When you're down, you need those people. Yeah. But when you're trying to do it and nothing has happened yet where you need that kind of support, it does nothing but put you up in a position and, and fill your head with hot air. And you're going to do more damage to yourself than good because you're not going to grow. It's going to stunt your growth. Thank you. Yep. That's one. Yeah, absolutely. Shit's got to suck. You got to be a bad comic before you can be a good comic. I don't care how fucking funny you are. You got to bomb. I'm yeah. So, okay. This is the hurt locker. I talked with this with with or sorry, Thomas Kennedy. (laughs) Tom Kennedy. See, this is why you can't just switch up (laughs) names. It's interesting because your episode comes out. And so it'll be Tom, then you, and then um, Joel, who, Joel Franklin, who's a newbie. So okay. you're sandwiched between two, like, newer people. Yeah. Which is going to be interesting. Um, but Have I met Joel? I don't know. He's he's um at the grind. I think he works at the grind. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, 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 I feel yeah, like yeah. he and I started around the same time. Nice guy. Yeah, Joel's nice guy. We're, like, in the same class in a weird way. Yeah. Um, But we were talking about what defines a bomb and we were getting down to even just the idea of a past. Like and this is how, tell me if you agree with this. Yeah. This is how I define a bomb mm. because I think for sure a bomb would be nothing hits. There's just utter silence the whole time. Yes. 100%. That's a mm. bomb. Yeah. But I t- also take a bomb to be like a pass fail 50%. Mm-hmm. So if, if 60% of your jokes worked, that wasn't a bomb. Yeah. But if 40 only 40 worked that mm-hmm. probably was and by worked i mean someone made a sound there was laughter yeah 
But like everyone defines a bomb a different way. How yeah. would you define it? Um, I think there's two. There's there, two types. There's there's a bomb to yourself, and there's a bomb that's Ooh, less objective. Ooh, a bomb to yourself. Um, there are the fucking comedy boot camp I won. I consider it a bomb. I won. But I can I literally got off stage and started cursing the motherfucker and Vaughn had to calm me down and be like, What's wrong? And I'm like, flub that goddamn joke. I said this line before I said that and I was like, I lost this goddamn thing. And and he's like, You didn't settle down. You killed. And you know When was this? This would have been 2016, 2017. Okay. And not I, long ago. Not long ago. And I was like, I fucked that up big time. Oh god. You know, and I would consider that a bomb to myself. Any I consider any bomb where even if I got even if I got laughs, if it's not the laughs I wanted, it's a personal bomb to me. If it, if it wasn't the intensity it of laughs. It wasn't the intensity of a laugh I wanted or if god. I think I was in a room where I go it shouldn't have been that. It should have been more. Even though it was good, it was that's a personal bomb. Those yeah. are much more you know, self. Those are personal. People don't always see those. Yes, a more you know, any other bomb is yeah. You know, I I wouldn't even say timid laughter, laughter, uh, laughter where you can tell people are kind of laughing because they're like, we should be laughing. Ugh. You know, like forced laughter is I consider a bomb. You know, even like which is sometimes worse than the silence. Because I've heard. Can you re- tell? Yeah, you can get a feel for it. You can tell when a joke sucks and you can tell or when the comic's off. So can you tell an encouraging laugh versus a real laugh? Like an encouraging laugh meaning like they're laughing to make you feel good. Yeah. You can tell that? Yeah, it, you can tell that it's not for it. You can 100% tell like, oh, okay, that person's laughing and they're not like, ha, ha, ha. Okay. Like you can, you can tell the difference between like a timid laugh and like a real laugh. Right. You know. Yeah, I like the real laugh. Yeah, even like a real laugh. Even like a laugh where someone's laughing and they're laughing like, oh, I shouldn't be laughing at it like that. That's still like a real laugh where their conscience is trying to like kick in. It's not, it's still not a forced laugh. It's a, it's a forced, I shouldn't be laughing, but I'm still laughing. Right. Oh, that's fascinating. Because when I was at the shoe shop, uh, not this past Sunday, but the Sunday before that, mm. um, Michael Kennedy brought a shit ton of his coworkers who were all female nurses and they were all like out having drinks and like yeah. they're all around my age and I'm just like, yes, my people. I yeah. have my people. Yeah. And I went up to them and introduced my, and this was my, I, this was my fucking mistake. I should not have met them before the, sh- before I went up no, because no, I made no, friends no. with them yeah. and they were like, Oh, we love you. You're a girl. I was the only girl on the show. So I went up there going, I'm going to get these. I'm going to, these women are going to love me. And it did, it did okay. Yeah. But it didn't get what I wanted. Yeah. Because my expectations went, they went so high, way up. Yeah, I can relate to these people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should, one, you shouldn't have met them before. Big mistake. Don't talk to anyone. I am not. I am not comic. doing that. And in fact, you know, want to know what? The less I see the crowd, the better. Yeah. Beforehand, and vice versa. The less they see you, the better. Because it does get times people go, "Oh, he's on the show. Oh, I saw him. He doesn't look that funny." Oh, for fuck's sake! They don't look that funny. They don't. They're like judging like, you beforehand. They're judging you beforehand. Yeah. Because I can well, guarantee before a set, I'm not walking around like, oh, I got jokes. Like, I'm looking around like, don't talk to me. And that's a whole other layer of it that I didn't realize was so um, important, which is just like how you, like how you actually look, how you dress, how you present yourself, especially as a chick. Because I'm like, 
I don't want to go up there in like a sweater and talk about what I'm talking about. Like it's no, not going to make sense. Yeah. But also it could it could be funny because maybe they're not expecting. But then that's also not me. No, so you got to be so, I can't, you gotta be comfortable. Do you know what I mean? Like I have to dress like me. But it is this weird thing where I don't know. It's, it's stuff you have to think about. Yeah. You got to dress for yourself. You know, I try to dress as comfortable as I can. You know, show shows I dress up a little more. Which is fun because then I can be a little dirtier. Because if you look clean cut, it's see that's it interesting not come to me as filthy. I might try. I might you play know? with that a bit. So I like to wear a suit jacket. I like to wear a sweater. Or like, a but pa- then I can tell a mushroom story, or I can tell my Valentine's Day story, and people go, "Well, it doesn't look like it's some kind of deviant." What's going on here? Yeah, they're not. I wasn't know, expecting that. Yeah, which, you know, sometimes yeah. it can work when you look a certain way, and people are like, "Yeah, that totally fits this guy's character." Yeah, but. You can also be a little filthier in the more clean stuff because people go, well, we trust him. He's not a piece of shit. Look how he's dressed. Right. You know, open mics now, I I dress very more chill and relaxed. Unless I'm, you know, wearing something new that I try to break it in. Right. Because the the contrast thing is a very interesting, because like uh, Michaela, Durham's girlfriend. Yeah. You wouldn't expect her to say the things that she's saying up there. Yeah. And I think that that adds to it. Whereas, like, with me, I'm like, oh, no, what you, what you see is what you get. And there's <laughs> like, nothing you know? wrong with that. But that's the thing. I have to kind of... St- I have to stop thinking about... I have to stop giving a fuck. I give too many fucks. Yeah. I truly just got to have fun yeah. with it and not, not care. Yeah. But it's it's really hard. But that switch will go off when it's ready. You yeah. Know, you can't... Like I said, you can't force it. You got to... You know, that's a switch that, you know, there's a comedy one, there's one, there's one in life. I just had the one go off in life where I was like, oh, I, you know, I don't care if you don't, I can't, I got to speak up on shit now. I can't. Oh, good for you. Oh, yeah. You know, like I got it. And if you're not down with that, whatever, I got to be able to. Definitely two types of people. The ones who speak up and the ones who don't. Yeah. And you run a risk when you speak up. Yeah, oh, of course. Yeah, I definitely, I, you know, I've, I've, I've looked at my Facebook friends and Twitter things and, and I've, I've known, I've known they've gone down, but I've also gained some too. Like it's all balanced there out. You go. And I'd rather have those people in my life. Here's the thing though. I'm not going to delete you. I'm not going to unfriend you. I want to know where you're fucking racist at. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I said thanks, Travis. Yeah, yeah, Thank you. Yeah, like- yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, <laughs> yeah, no, that's funny. Well, no, but that's just well, yeah, exactly. You know. So when you do speak up and you actually like uh, fucking Brene Brown getting in my head, she uses the term like enter the arena. Like you, mm-hmm. you, you, um, you're vulnerable. Like yeah. you say something that is out there that is very honest and vulnerable. Like you run the risk of losing people, but the people that stay know the true you. Yeah, and those are the people you want around. And if they're annoyed by it. You don't want them. Yeah. Like I, I, I make it's empowering to me to hide my story from people who I know don't like it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Because I'm like, I don't want to fucking like annoy people. Number yeah. one, if I'm annoying you, just stop mm-hmm. looking at it. Yeah. Or block or delete me. Yeah. But it's also empowering for me to go. Well, you don't deserve to see this. If yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. I don't know. It's social media is weird. Yeah, especially now. It's a weird time for it. You know, I've gotten into it. Gotten into it with people, but um, but yeah. feels good, eh? It did. Yeah, it feels good, and as it long feels, as you feel good about it, and you know, I I feel like I'm saying, you know, I'm saying what I believe and what I think is right, and I'm going to defend my points, and <laughs> I shouldn't have to argue 
that my life fucking matters. But here we are, uh, even with, you know, it, I, like I, I said, this year has really shown me like, my 10 year anniversary, my high, 10 year high school reunion would have came up this year. And it's really shown me like who I would have been excited to see. Right. And who I wouldn't have fucking even nodded my head at while taking a piss. Yep. You know, there's a lot of people's true fucking colors came out and a lot of people's uneducated. And it's hilarious that the guys that I was friends with in school that would get in trouble and people would say you're no good and this and whatever and that have a lot better meaning hearts and are smarter people than the people that got decent grades in class and, you know, turned out to be fucking assholes. That's right. Uh-huh. That's so... Isn't that crazy? Yeah. How... Oh. Oh boy. At what point in arguing with someone online do you back out? Because I remember Kyle Carpenter told me something mm-hmm. once and he said, sometimes you have to try to change people's minds. It's a try, you know? It's a, yeah. a, a try at it, but he made a point of like, whenever he does it, he will post the comment, like yeah. he will press send and then he will unfollow and mute the post so that he is no longer involved. And I mean, I respect that constraint. Yeah. I know that I personally don't have that. And yeah. I am one no, to no. just keep it going. But I'll keep it going if I'm in the mood. Um, <laughs> but I want to hear what this person says so I can, you know, take, right. away, take away their what they think are facts. And show them that they're, those are their opinions and not the actual facts. And you've, you know, you're shooting off the greatest hits of whatever the argument is. And here's the real numbers and how you look at it. And you go, okay, well, boom, boom, boom. Well, you know, oh, well, black people commit 50% of crime, even though they're 10% of the population. Well, they're stopped more this time. So once you had the numbers of them being stopped and the fact right. that we're more likely to be caught for crimes than white people are, mm-hmm. uh, that adds a big factor into it. So you're, you're, you know, we're 50% of crimes that have been caught. Who are the motherfuckers that got away? White people. You know, who are the people that didn't get prosecuted? White people. So once you have that, yeah, so our numbers get bumped up because we get thrown through the system more. And then you go, well, why are these people committing crimes? Well, they're in the location that they're in. Well, black on black crime. Well, it's not black on black crime. Black on black crime does not exist. Black on black crime is just crime. That's right. People kill who they know and who's in their community. Black people are usually in a black community. White people are usually in a white community. So white people kill white people. Mexicans kill Mexicans. You know, Asians kill Asians. You you kill who you know. So half the time that motherfucker looks like you. Right. You know, there's not the, it's there's fucking not logic. Weird, yeah, it's not just black Literally people going out killing other black people. fucking log- logic. Yeah. And like, why is it happening? Yeah. And then you then boom, systemic racism and all this shit. And we're in the shitty area of why people live in the hood. And then I love that it's always like, hey, America, you know, America first, America first, Canada first, Canada first. Until it becomes a community that's not all white, then it's like, hey, fix your own shit. And then we'll, you know. Yeah. Well, you, our shit is your shit because we're here in this country and it's happening. That's right. You know, so you get into these deep rabbit holes and people and, you know, a lot of times people and then you, they're well, well, rioting's still wrong. <laughs> no one said it wasn't. But why did you get to that fucking point? Yeah. That people are rioting. Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. Why are people this fucking fed up? Well, it's not going to help. It's, it's not making race relations any shit any better. No, you know, it's not making race relationship better. Racist and racism. That's mm-hmm. what's hurting race relations. Not mm-hmm. these people going, hey, fucking listen to us. You wanted to hang us for putting a knee on a goddamn field during the national anthem. And that was wrong. There's a time and a place. Well, now we're walking the streets and you're saying, well, don't do that either. Now people, you care more about a fucking Wendy's than a motherfucker getting shot. Yeah. 
Seriously. Oh my god. I hate people. I hate white people. <laughs> Listen, all people stink. There's fucking, you know, the Candace Owens of the world and that. And, and of course, that's what racists love to post. They love to post when a black person agrees with them. And oh. then they love to use the excuse, well, any black person that doesn't think like everyone's, you know, is an Uncle Tom and this and whatever. Yeah, they are. They're fucking Samuel L. Jackson and Django. They want, you know, they they're they're privileged in their own right, and they want to be on the team they think's winning. Mm-hmm. That's it. They don't have any facts. They're um, just a black person that's agreeing, going with the flow, and you're going, oh, you're one of the good ones. Mm-hmm. You know how many times I had to hear that growing up that I was one of the good oh, ones. Jesus, you know, people go, I'm not, I'm not racist. I, you know, listen, I just don't like gangster black people. I don't like you're you're not like that. You're one of the, you know, you don't talk black like I, as a kid. Yeah, and as a kid, I was like, "Oh, okay, maybe you know." And I'd start believing my own shit. Like, oh, I'm one of the, I'm one of the good. I'm just a good one. I'm not one of the good ones. I'm a good. You're one. a good one. Over yes. as a person, you're a good fucking person. Jesus Christ! No one's ever said that. But oh, you're you're one of the good ones. You you don't rape women. You're one of the you're one of the good ones. It's that's that just that's a shitty thing for and that's what these motherfuckers want to be. They want to be considered one of the good ones. Yeah, more than an actual good one. Right. You know, they want to be one considered a good one to the people that are kind of in power right now. Right. When they realize they don't give a shit about you. The fuck are you talking about? Can I ask your opinion on um, white people speaking up excessively about Black Lives Matter? What are your thoughts on that? Is I personally am like, this is my time to learn and listen and fucking shut the fuck up. You pick, know, pick your spots. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Literally pick your spots. But listen, as I got into a, a discussion more than an argument with another comic, Ooh. it's easier for me to tell someone to calm down mm-hmm. that's speaking up too much for me mm. than it is for me to fight with a motherfucker who doesn't think I have a point to begin with. So, yeah, you may be going a little hard where I'm going, hey, you know, listen, you don't need to fucking punch a seven-year-old in a MAGA hat. <laughs> All you did was create another person that's going to hate me. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can tell that person to settle down and they'll go, okay, maybe I need to chill a bit. Whereas, you know, other people are like, you know, there's no such thing as, it's a, you're, it's a victim mentality. So, so if someone speaks up too much, yeah, that's, you know, it's annoying. But it's, it's I can even roll my eyes where I go, okay, well, that's, listen, that's, a little, listen, settle down. Robert Downey Jr. In, in, in Tropic Thunder is not an evil mother. He was literally making fun of actors that take method acting too far and they made it fun of it in the most extreme way. That to me is not blackface. That's not a tap dancing. There is a difference. Yep. It's all context. Mm-hmm. Context still matters. I get that, you know, you know, um, impact does away intent to a certain degree. Yeah. At some point, it does get a little ridiculous, and that's one of the cases where someone was in blackface. Regardless, it doesn't. No, no, no. It it does it does matter because he's making a point. He's shitting on it. Mm-hmm. You got to talk about uncomfortable things to point out that they're uncomfortable. And so many people don't want to have uncomfortable and so, conversations. Yeah, and people don't want to be uncomfortable. And people want to not experience emotion. I don't ever want to be sad. I don't ever want to be comfortable. I don't ever feel. You have to yep. to be human. You got to go. You got to run through the ringer. Yep. Yep. It's 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 a natural part of your body. It's a natural thing of life. That's what you got to do. Sometimes you got to be uncomfortable. 
It's how you learn. It's how you grow. Sometimes yeah. you got to be scared. That's how you learn. That's how you grow. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you don't want a period every month, but yeah. it's how your body grows, how your body fucking works. Like there's exactly there deal ne- with it. Yes. You can't appreciate all the good stuff, all the fun stuff, unless there's some awful shit in between. Mm-hmm. Cause when you come, when you deal with that shit, you got to be able to handle it. Mm-hmm. These are, these are things on lighter scales. What about people who say nothing? Who like, what about the people who have literally stayed silent and not made a point to take any um stance on it there are people there are people scared and you know they don't want to say the wrong thing that switch hasn't gone off yet and they're worried about what other people and it sucks but i can say people notice oh yes when you're not and you know people will not politically that's you don't need to be there's nothing political about saying hey don't beat the fuck out of black people. Exactly. Just because they're black. Exactly. Exactly. It's, you know, it's a, it's a human thing. Anyone that that would disturb, maybe you shouldn't, not even not, you shouldn't be friends with them. But like, maybe you should know that those people, that you're interacting with those people. And maybe you can find out whether or not those people can change. It's, and that right there is so important. Talking and hearing people out who think differently than you. You're not you might not enjoy the experience. You might get worked up, but just hearing it. Yeah. Hearing it. You know, obviously it it can't be easy for people who are like have police officer fathers or family or like whatever. No, but, you never but, you never want that. And I, I I of course you never want to think that the people around you are bad people. Exactly. Of course you don't. But you gotta recognize the the thing. Whole picture. Uh, and also if and if they're not one of the bad ones, you know, quote unquote, you know, even though, you know, the whole all cops are bad thing. And even that is it, that's just from like a fundamental standpoint. It doesn't mean personality or humanity. It literally just means from the system that's created by by default. All cops are bad. It's yeah. not time with the, necessarily the individual, but the occupation itself. The systematic things. That yes, are in the place. systematic things that are yeah. in place. So by default, all cops are bad. Um. You know, and if if you truly believe that they're not one of the bad ones, then you shouldn't be upset by people calling out shitty cops. Because then they're not talking about your dad. They're not talking about That's your sister. Right, they're but not they still do care, one. don't they? But they do care. So why do you care if they're not one of the bad? Because then they're not talking about if I If I go statistically, someone on their computers in 9-11 had child porn on there. You can't get mad at me and go, hey, fuck you. Don't talk about my brother that way. He died in 9-11. Well, I didn't say he was the one that had child porn, but now I want to check his hard drive. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. That's a great analogy. (laughs) Yeah. If you have nothing to hide. Then there's nothing to worry about. Then why would you get so upset? Then you should have an open ear and an open heart and open mind. Listen, I'm... I want to hear people. I want I want yeah. people to literally get shit out of their mouth because maybe if it comes out of their mouth, they can play it back and hear it and go, "Oh, you know what? Yeah, maybe that's right." The conversation if might you lead stop to something. People before they can say anything, then it's no good, and no one gets anywhere. It's true. I get people are angry. Mm-hmm. They should be angry. Mm-hmm. People should be ye- yelling and screaming and all that stuff. But yeah. you know, you you do got to listen to people. I don't think getting rid of shitty opinions solves anything it just means you're not hearing them they're still being said they're just being said to the ears that want to hear them right guess what someone's got to do someone's got to be a human filter someone's got to hear the shitty things 
and report back. Yeah. I always said I would gladly have a TV show on, on, on basic cable or, you know, mainstream media about the fucking clan. I want to know every goddamn move they're making. Because when I can't see them, that's when I'm scared. Yeah. What are they planning? What are they plotting? At least you'd know. I want to see this shit if it's growing, if it's not. It's wild. It's these racism is a fucking virus. Mm-hmm. It's like COVID. Mm-hmm. Worse. We <laughs> got to keep an eye on it until there's a vaccine. Unfortunately, there's never really going to be a vaccine for this shit mm-hmm. because people are always going to have opinions. There's always going to be someone who thinks a little twisted. There's always going to be someone who's told a certain thing and they're going to believe they own bull- their bullshit. So, unfortunately, we have to live with these things, and we need to learn to adapt, and we need to learn how to shut it down in a way that shuts it down, but doesn't just shove it under the rug. That's And I right. think with a lot of this hateful shit, people are it. kind of shoving it under the rug. Yeah. And it's going to come back in 20, 30 years tenfold, because yeah. no one was paying attention, because we believe that it wasn't around anymore. It's always going to be around. <sighs> unfortunately, the hit, there's too much history there. Unless we get wiped off and start over again... There is nothing ever stopping it from being totally gone. No. It can't be eradicated. It can only be contained. It's literally and fucking herpes. Sort of. It's like, herpes. Yeah, it truly is. It's 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 AIDS. It's no longer a death sentence, but there ain't no getting rid of it. No, God, no. We just got to learn how to live with it and how to deal with it. And by live with it, I don't mean tolerate it. No. I mean, when there's a flare up, fucking shut it down. Yeah. But to think we're ever going to get rid of it is not in my lifetime. 100% not in my lifetime. Probably not. Yeah. You know, this is not. I mean, we can hope for it. This is not a black president thing where it's like, you know, I'm going to be 80 and be like, well, it's proved wrong. No, motherfuckers are going to hate you for stupid reasons because dumb people are always going to exist. You can't help that. Mm. Do you block? Do you go out of your way to block people? No. Me neither. Unless it gets crazy. There's Unless no... it gets personal attacky. Yeah. I don't block. And even then, like, try. I don't care. Whatever you say to me, I don't give a shit. You mean nothing to me in my life. You mean nothing. Like, to the, me. energy it t- the energy it takes in blocking someone and then yeah. having that come down from blocking someone. Like, yeah. it, it, it's more than what you just said. Like, seeing yeah. something and going, it doesn't, doesn't affect me. No. So I'm moving on. And nine times out of ten, I will I'll comment on something. And I'll make a big enough point. And you'll get a thousand it, likes on it. Yeah, where someone <laughs> will either, they'll either like it or uh, or no one, like the person won't respond back. Because there's literally nothing else they could say. Yeah. I had a person come at me. I said something to them. They were like shitting on Biden or something. And I'm not even like a Biden guy or something. But they were like talking about like, oh, well, after Biden said this speech, he got on the short bus. And I had, I took more umbrage with them shitting on people with special needs. Yeah. And I I was like, hey, man, you shouldn't shit on the short bus. If it wasn't for that bus, your parents would have never met. And and then they were like, well, it's better than keeping in the family like you do, huh? And I said, hey, dummy, I'm mixed race. So I guess I, <laughs> I guess we failed there, didn't we? And then he did not respond back. And I got a shit ton of likes. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah so, it's yeah. not in my blood to be passive. I think that it's not in some people's blood. No, and I am not until that switch goes off. Vaughn I'm, certainly wasn't passive. <laughs> but he'd just feel really bad about it later. Yes, yeah, he will. Yeah, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> what a teddy bear. Yeah, what am I doing? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it's just interesting to me. Because, yeah, some people are very content to just sit back. Yeah. Do nothing. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's, it's always interesting to me, the people who do choose to, like, speak up, engage, you know, like... Like, keep the conversation going. Yeah. With the intent that people will learn. Yeah. Because that's if, what it is at the end of the day. Yeah, 100%. And if it's not so much, you know, the person you're arguing with, it's the person that's going to end up it. reading that comment and be like, okay. right. oh, that oh, shit, they shot that back. Oh, they shot that back. Boom, yep. boom, boom. Oh, balls in their crop. Okay, point to that. You're not saying it just for that per for that person. Yeah. You're saying it for all their followers and all your followers who might see it. Who- yeah. Yeah. It's not for you. You're either going to listen to me or you're not. Yeah. And chances are you're not. You're just ready to see that I've responded so you can respond back. You're not even going to read what I said. Right. You're going to skim through it. You're not going to take the time to read every word I said. Right. And then you're going to give your own bullshit opinion. I'll, I'll read through what you said mm-hmm. and I'll respond to that specific thing. Mm-hmm. You know, the amount of times I get into an argument with people and I'll hit them with numbers and then, and then boom, boom, was like, well, burn down your own community, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, did I mention anything and I just said about about that? That's your only point. Again, you're just spouting off what you've heard. This boom, 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 boom. Well, you know, Chicago, you know, Black Lives Matter only matters when, you know, people that aren't black are killing them. This is a totally different issue. Yeah, seriously, though. That black guy didn't kill that black guy because he was black. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It may have been some stupid reason. Okay, great. He stepped on his Jordans. Yeah, that's a (laughs) shitty fucking reason. But he was, it wasn't because he was born a different color than you. That's right. There's there's bigger issues here, you know, and the whole like again like that that poor fucking kid that got killed. Oh my god! And then everyone took it as an excuse to shit on Black Lives Matter in that, and that's what's hilarious. People people only care about these murders and this kid getting murdered and that when they can use it as an argument against someone. You don't give a, you give less of a fuck than Black Lives Matter kills than Black people killing Black people. You only care about Black people killing Black people when you can use it as an argument against Black Lives against Matter. Your thing, fuck. How many marches have you done for a white guy killing his wife? Yeah. <laughs> really? Though. How many marches for school shootings have you done? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dear God. Travis. I got to pee and then we'll continue this. <laughs> Are you okay doing a long one? Oh, fuck yeah. Um, is this bitch doing mid-roll odds now? I guess I am. Listen, if you've made it to this point in the episode, it probably means you don't hate it. It also might mean that you listen often. And if you do listen often and you're digging what you're hearing, you should consider signing up for the Intoxicated Patreon. For a monthly fee that suits your budget, you can get extra content from me. This includes early access to episodes bonus episodes, bonus footage from YouTube videos. I also do audio diaries every now and then where I bear my soul and I cry and I talk about my life. It's pretty juicy stuff. So if you're digging the show and you want to support it and throw a few bucks my way on Patreon, you can check it all out at patreon.com backslash intoxicated. And no, my OnlyFans link is not a Patreon tier. Okay. The question. Okay, here's a question. So, collaborative joke writing. Mm. So, getting together with other comedians to write or like go over jokes. What are your thoughts on that, generally speaking? Um, yeah, a lot of people like joke jams. Um, oh, joke jams. Yeah, that's what we called them in school. Um, it's not my thing. 
Mm. Which I think is more of an ego thing where I like coming up with all my stuff and like having it be mine. But there's nothing wrong. Like I give I gave tags to Vaughn. I will, you know, I've come, I've gone up to Chris and be like, Hey man, why don't you say, I don't mind advice and like, Oh man, here's a tag. I don't mind giving people. Um, but like, I've never been one to get together with people. I'm like, help me with this joke. Like I need to see it tried on stage. Right. And then you can give me advice afterwards after you've seen it done in front of an audience. Right. It's not personally my thing, but there's nothing wrong with people doing it. And I am, Credit to anyone that has the balls to fucking just shoot out a joke in a setting that's not stand-up. Right. The tag thing is interesting because I've talked about this with a couple people. Because mm-hmm. Matt Baker changed my mind about it when yeah. he was talking about giving tags. Because I, for a while there, I felt really bad about taking tags. Yeah. And then he was like, no, no, no. Don't feel bad. And he explained the idea of, like, if they're giving you a tag, they know what you did to build that joke. And so, like, you did the work to get them to the point where they could give you a tag in other words and so in a way it's like a really it's like a gift it's like okay yes i will accept this gift yeah absolutely But some people yeah some people don't want to take um tag suggestions um because they think it's like cheating or something yeah which is a silly thing and if you know i will try tags out no matter like if someone gives me one and i i think there's something there i will definitely try it out I may not keep it, you know, if it doesn't totally fit in with my voice and the bit. You, you can try it. Yeah, you but can you can try that it. You can try it and see Yeah, how and a it lot does. of times, you know, I will try to give a tag that I'm like, okay, this fits this person's voice. This may be able to try here, whatever, whatever. Yeah. And I, you know, I always don't go, hey, man, say this. I, I go, I go, hey, would you mind if, hey, buddy, I was thinking, what if you added this to it, you know? Or say it this way. Maybe that'll work. You Word know? economy is another thing. So it's a suggestions about thing. just saying things differently. Or yeah. like Albert Coombs wrote, wrote me a message just being like, this is just a slight thing you can add. And it was very slight. It was a couple words yeah. that you can add that might make it like m- might make the laugh bigger. And I was yeah. like, okay, I'm going to try that. And like that I didn't mind because it wasn't changing the tag. It was enhancing the tag. Yeah. Which is interesting. But it's, it is a weird feeling to be like... Like I'm doing what somebody else gave me and I feel bad about it. But yeah. like, but now, like now that I've talked to people and like they've explained that like it's not a bad thing. Like people, yeah. you wouldn't suggest a tag to someone you didn't want to give away. No. You know? Of course. Yeah. No, it's just, so, it's someone you want to see do even better than they're already doing. Yeah. You know, it's like a slight thing that you can do to help. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Which is interesting. You know, and it, I take it as a, compliment because it means someone was watching your set and like yes. actually paying attention to that's you. the thing or and they care enough to have yeah thought like, of hey it. man why don't you do like you know so although i never got together for groups and that but like you know me and vaughn in the car be like oh man that jerk you do what if you said this or whatever boom boom yes. oh you can you've had informal right writers groups yeah mini writers which groups. is more natural to me and what i prefer than having to go in with a notepad being like oh, i'm working on this and this and it's like maybe i don't maybe i'll never say this shit on stage mm. you got to get me five minutes before an open mic and then maybe we can joke jam real quick and be like i'm, go- I'm gonna do this and this but even then that may not be the shit i'm gonna do up there right right Right, right, right. So, but I think start note, that's a great thing. Yeah. That's a great thing to help tighten up your five minutes. Yeah, I've been doing it with um, Alvin and Adrian, actually, mm-hmm. um, quite regularly. And it's 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 just, it's also <clears throat> interesting because it, I, I do feel like it stretch, stretches your muscle a bit mm-hmm. because you're helping people with their jokes. Yeah. 
um, which I think gets you more familiar with jokes in general. Yeah. And will only help your joke writing going forward in a weird way. Yeah, no, yeah, no, it's not even a weird way. You just learn the formula, you know, or at least a basic formula of like boom, 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 boom. You, you know, you learn the beats of, of a joke or at least how you would tell a joke and it helps you learn your voice, helps you learn other comics voices and you can... Yeah, I will again, say it's like learning the notes. Like I said, it's learning the notes. Navigating, telling someone that you don't like their tag is kind of awkward. <laughs> yeah, you know, definitely. Yeah, and there's certainly a way to go about it. And be like, okay, yeah, I see that, but here's why I don't think that will work because yeah, the, you know, yeah, yeah. So I'll explain them, and then go, oh, well, this sucks. Well, it's like, well, it doesn't suck. It just doesn't make sense to what I'm saying in this in this in joke. this realm. Yeah. Because what I've seen, I what I've seen you do a couple times with people is like giving post set feedback, and it's very interesting because I saw it happen with Emma. Emma did a set, and you walked up to her after. And I think that you have a really good talent of connecting things, it's like showing people where things can connect. Yeah, yeah. That they might not have noticed. Yeah, I like you know callbacks and you know yeah. making everything kind of flow together. That way you have a bigger set than that. And uh, yeah, that day where I went up to Emma was she asked me she messaged me about a question about jokes and i said um try out the joke film your set and i'll watch it back and i'll i'll let you know what i think because that'll help me be able to help you more but then i had i had nothing going on i was like i'll just go to the show so i went to the show and then yeah and then watch it and i came out nice yeah so it wasn't like it wasn't 100 percent like unsolicited which you know i think is there's nothing i hate worse than unsolicited advice Always go up to someone and be like, hey, can I say something? Or, hey, can I offer you this? Or may I ask ask someone first? Ask. You know, it's always yeah. important. Or like, hey, I think I got a great thing that'll work. Do you think I could, you know. Are you interested uh, in And it? 99% of the time they go, oh, yeah, man, sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And other than like, hey, say this instead. Or, hey, you should do this. <laughs> There's nothing I'm going to do less now than that. <laughs> I'll have the joke bomb for 10 fucking years. Every time I see you in the audience, just to let you know I'm not going to do that now. Oh. Don't tell me what to do. Yep. Ask me if you can give me this advice, and then I'll. And then I'm more like more than likely I'm going to be very receptive and go, "Hey, that's really interesting. Yeah, that's me. a good point to make. That it's you're asking permission. Cause, yeah, because you're not saying because when you go, "Hey, can I say this?" It's it's you know, "Hey, we're we're equals. We're all in this together." When you go, "Hey, say this," it's going. I'm fucking funnier than you. And whether or not that's true, it's so much more abrasive and it's so much more aggressive. And we're already all mentally fucking ill and self-conscious. It's like when you, the reason I do this is because people my whole life have been going, do this, do that. Mm-hmm. Come at me a little better the way you would want me to come at you. Yes. Golden rule. And then, and then we'll, we'll get along fine. And I'll probably try your tag. That's, has there any been anyone that like has given you like, do you get feed? Oh, here's a question for Travis fucking Lindsay. <laughs> Do you get feedback on stuff? Like, I feel like people come to you to get your feedback. But has anyone been ballsy enough to come up to you and go? Yeah, it's not ballsy. I mean, people people will go. Um, you know, people like you know tell me like a joke they like, or and you know they listen. Like, they'll go. Oh, yeah, that's funny. Um, have you thought about doing this or hey, maybe you can add this to it? And like, you know, a lot of times I go, Oh yeah, I did think about doing this, but you know, I figured this out. But, oh, I'll, right. but I'll try it next time. If you thought about it too, that means I'm not totally out of left field or like, you know, so, Oh, I haven't thought about that. Maybe I will give that a shot. 
so yeah, people would come up to me. Vaughn would give me stuff I could add. You know, I, I'm sure Dan is giving me stuff. Um, right. Yeah, you know, even younger comics have been like, oh, I'm in with that. Blah, blah. Yeah, I'm all ears. That's awesome. You know, yeah, don't be afraid to come up to me and help me out. I think that the dialogue between comics is a lot more open than some people think it might be. Yeah, I think so too. I think it's just a lot more one-on-one. One-on-one and also just um, comfort levels, I think. Yeah. I do think that, I do think there is something to the post-show hang and making a point to stay at shows and get to know people like off the stage. Yes. Um, because then you develop that comfort level mm-hmm. where you can have that yeah. conversation yeah. About, about like each other's sets yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. No, unless you you got work. Yeah, which is or, understandable. Or another set. It'd be great to have a late night show here in Halifax. Yeah, I really want to fucking do that. Unless you get those things, a show, another set, some other like actual personal shit, stay to the end of the show. Yeah. Watch the other comics. Learn what to do, what not to do. Stay until five minutes after the show. Talk to everyone. Yeah. Get to no one. Don't do your set and fuck off. That That's detrimental to you more than anything. You know, and people notice and people go, well, they don't care about. That's right. They don't care about this. They care about their own It's lives. a social. Um, yeah. Dare yeah. I say career. It's a social. Yeah. It's thing a social career for antisocial people. That's right. Oh, that's that's a great way to say it. Uh, and I and, you know, it, it benefits, you know, forming relationships with people that you're probably going to spend eventually time, you know, God willing, you get good enough to do paid gigs for or <laughs> whether or not you're ready for paid shows you do paid shows um you're gonna be in cars with these people you're gonna be in hotels rooms with these people you gotta mm-hmm. establish the relationship now so you don't dread every fucking minute on the road with these people or if you are gonna dread every fucking minute on the road with these people do it because you spend enough time with these people no i don't want to spend time with these people right it's it's important to uh, know the scene you're in and get people's vibes and take up you know soak up knowledge and where you can and which I gotta say if you're brand new coming in and you don't know anyone it must be intimidating to like introduce yourself to comics I think a great thing you can do is just make note of what you enjoyed and go yeah. up and compliment them. I really enjoyed this bit that you did that was really yeah. funny and it's a great little segue into meeting them. Absolutely, yeah. Hey man, good set. I really like this joke. Yeah. yeah. Be specific about yeah. what you liked. Don't just say good set. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't yeah. You know. Or or don't start offering tags when you've never done a set. Or, you know, don't come in talking like you've been a comic. Come in talking as a person that's just watched a comedy show. Exactly. That'll feel really good for those young guys that have not experienced much of that. And, you know, it makes you not look like a fucking psychopath for thinking all of a sudden you're one of the guys. Yeah. You know, one of the people, you know, I get, yeah, people, comics as a whole can be intimidating because you see a bunch of group of us in the back shitting on each other or whatever. In a circle. Yeah, you know, and, and listen, when I started, that's all I wanted to be was a part of that. And I was terrified of that, but I wanted to be in it. But yeah, there is this weird thing where it's not earning it, but it's showing that you care about this. And when you show yes. that you care about this, then people are more willing. 
It is so strange where you see people. And we're two and a half hours in, so I'm going to say this because I feel like if you're, if you're listening. But like Ladies Night, for example, mm. very great array of talented women. But so many of them, like, they don't do other shows. They don't stick around after. They just do their thing and leave. And yeah. I'm like, this experience that we all shared on stage was so special. Like, why would you cut it off there? Yeah. And just leave. Yeah. You know? Like, there's so much magic that can happen when you actually make friends. Like, like me meeting Alva and Adrian, like, has helped me so much because, you know, like, they see where I'm coming from with what I'm trying to write. And it's, yeah. it's refreshing. And it's like, you guys could have this too, but you just, you gotta stick around. Or, yeah, or you, you gotta, like... Like, come to other shows. And I mean, that said, I mean, I don't know how serious a lot of people are about comedy. I feel like mm-hmm. some people just kind of do it when they feel like it. Yeah, 100%. And, and that's fine. And that's fine. Yeah. But, you know, you don't take offense when people don't want to get that close to you. Mm-hmm. The amount of three months friendships I've had is has been quite a lot. And people after a while, come, come and gone. Come and go. And after a while, you get sick of that. You kind of get burn because you're like oh here's someone that's gonna go on this journey with me and it's like oh they don't that's care about sad. you know the moment it gets a little tough they stop and you're like Ugh. okay well i just invested my personal self into you and yeah. you you're gone and have fucked off now and then i see you know six seven months later and you're like you're still doing that comedy like right if i gotta know you're here for it yeah or else i'm not gonna i'm not gonna involve myself with you in this world and I also think, because I also think, like, do you think sometimes when you take breaks, it's required and needed? 100% for people, but, you need a... But I think if you love it, you'll still go to shows. You'll go to shows, you'll, you'll be involved, you'll be paying attention, you... Stick around, like, You know, very life. rarely does someone cut off everything at 100% then come back and do it, you know? They're... Yeah, if you love it, there's no 100% fully getting away from it. Mm. you know and i'm I'm here for the people that are here for it you know if you want to be a hobbyist or whatever that's cool that's great yeah but i'm not going to invest myself as much into you as i am people that want to do this and are striving to move up the ladder and 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 evolving and changing and yeah not doing the same shit that's great time. i'll say hi to you and we'll talk and be yeah. friendly i'm not gonna think you're some shitty person because mm-hmm. there is still a, a bond between all comics, I feel like. One hundred percent. Even if you don't like someone personally, like there is this weird. Um, it's like Big Brother bubble bond. It's one hundred. It yeah. You know, no one knows what we went through except the people in this experience. Yeah. No matter what. That's wild. No matter how we get along, no matter how many times we fought, mm. no one knows what we've been through except us. Mm. And and yeah, I think it's very much like that. Mm. What about, um, I've seen a lot of talk online and I've talked to a lot of people about this, the whole calling yourself a comic, calling yourself, first of all, is there a difference between comic and comedian? I, I've been scared to ask this question Um, and I don't really know the answer. I can't remember what the exact definition is. I think. Is comic more general? Not just to stand up? A comedian. I think this was the quote. Comedian says funny things. A comic says things funny. And I think that's how it goes. It could be that way around, but I'm per- I'm 90% sure it's that way. Comedian says funny things. A comic says things funny. Hmm. And um, I, I personally prefer comic. 
I don't know why. I just think it's someone that takes. To me, a comic is is stand up. Interesting. A comedian can be a guy that does improv. A comedian can be, you know, a guy in movies. A comedian can be. Comic is more stand up. A comic, focused. yeah. Comic is. Yeah, and I and I notice too when I hear the pros, like pro, pro, pro people talk, they often say comics. We're comics. We're com like like. I think that it's almost more of a community thing. Comics. Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. Comic is the N-word of comedians. Yeah. You can only <laughs> say it if you are one. That's our word. I was curious. Yes. What do you think? Um, everyone has will have their own definition of mm-hmm. when they can say that they are a comedian or com- like when they can use that title on, them, on themselves. Yeah. What I will say is, is it's certainly not within... A half of a year and putting amateur on it doesn't make it better. Sorry if you're listening. I love you. I think I think anyone who does it, I respect anyone for doing it. But uh, yeah, you got to know where you're at. <laughs> yeah, I would. Yeah, I think, you know, amateur or open mic comic. OK. You know, you can get a can that, you, that, that can help you can get away w- within I'd even say within a year. You're I think an you, open I, micer. You're an open micer. You know, yeah. And then if once you're getting, you know, at least guest spots and stuff, then you're like, okay, I'm a okay guest. I'm spots. a comic. I'm a comedian. Again, it goes for everyone. It's different. This is how I would look at it. And then once you're getting paid for stuff consistently, or at least on a regular basis, then you're then you're a comic. You're a stand up. You know, I think there's. Uh, there is, yeah, there is definitely a time frame when you become each thing and when you should post that you are on Facebook and that and advertise, yeah. and advertise yourself as such. If you're advertising yourself for hopes of getting gigs and stuff, again, that's great for that hustle. But don't hustle more than you can deliver. Don't offer more than you can do because then you're just hurting everyone in the long run. Mm-hmm. So if you're like, oh, I'm a comic, I'm a comedian, blah, blah, blah. And then someone who's never booked a comedy show in their life books you. And then you're like, oh, I, I know how to do it. And then, you know, can you do 20 minutes? Oh, I can do, I can do 30 minutes. And okay, I'll do 30 minutes. And you only got like 10 max. Jesus. Which plenty of people have done. It hurts everyone in the long run, including yourself. Mm-hmm. Do you want, do you want a, a kind of payday once? Or do you want a consistent thing to conti- continually go back to and help grow and then eventually, you know, yeah, people, people cash out before they fucking even spun the wheel. Like it's right. Everyone got to settle down. Yeah. <laughs> I feel it, like it that's really a common theme in this. Settle down. Settle down. Now, this that said, um, do you think, like, obviously I think it's very important to be humble. Um but like turning down, like say an opportunity fell into like a newbie's yes. lap. Um, what would you do? Um, would you take it or would like if you knew I probably shouldn't be doing that? If, I would take it within reason. Yeah, within reason. If someone's like, you know, if I'm six months in, someone's like, okay, I'll give you three hundred dollars to blah blah blah. I'd be, hey, listen, that's a nice offer. I'm not ready for that. Boom boom. Maybe. I'll do this for this. This is what I think. Again, know your worth. Don't undersell yourself. But you got to know your worth. And don't burn the bridge down just because you want that extra money. Mm-hmm. 
if you're offered like, hey, we want you for the fest, or hey, we want you for laugh out loud. Yeah, take it. That's an established thing. Whether or not you fuck it up, it can only reflect on you. Mm. If if an established thing comes your way and it's offered, take it. Mm-hmm. Of course, take it. Mm-hmm. You know, sink or swim. Put in the work. Mm. Do the best you can. Yeah. And hopefully when it's all said and done, they'll eventually have you back and you haven't ruined your own thing. That's mm-hmm. that's a victimless crime. Mm-hmm. If a bar comes to you or someone comes to you and they're thinking about promoting a show and, hey, we got this there. Here's our budget. Do you want to do this? Can you headline it? And you go, yeah. And you know damn well you can't headline a sh- an open mic. Then don't fucking take right, it. Right, 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 right. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. all you're doing is closing off a room that eventually could actually earn you more money if you just waited a few months or a year or so. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Take the opportunities that will only that can only affect you. Ooh, I like that. Is, is an important thing. I really like that because it, it can be it can be tough when you're new and and like the the, the ego part of it all. It feels good. To know that people like what you're doing. Yeah. Um, But I feel like, especially when you're really new, like I'm talking real, real, real fucking new, there's so much more work that needs to be done that you might not even know about yet. 100%. And even after a few years, there's so much work to be done that you don't know about yet. Yeah. And like the fact that like, the thing is, there's the biggest thing is consistency. You need to be consistent. You need to have consistently good sets. You can't just have good set, bomb, bomb, good set, bomb, bomb, good set, bomb, 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 good set, bomb, bomb, great set, boom. And they go, oh, well, I'm ready. I've had six good sets in the 90 good sets I've done. Yeah. That doesn't mean you're ready for shit. Right. So do you think in your mind, let's say someone's consistently pretty good. Mm -hmm. Is that better than someone who's usually bad, but then had a really good two sets? 100%. Right. So it's better to be consistent that unpredictable. Yes. Because, oh my gosh, I've heard so many times the people talking about someone and they go, well, in all fairness, and whenever it starts with that. Yeah. <laughs> Great. They got lucky. They'll go, well, in all fairness, he did really well this night. Yeah. And it's like, cool. Yeah. Awesome. But like, it has to be, you're right. Like, it has to be more, the curve can't be like this. No, no, no. It's got to be, be. Yeah. Any asshole can win at a slot machine. Yeah. I want the motherfucker who can win at poker. Right. So sometimes it's luck. Sometimes it's luck. And sometimes you're consistent. Sometimes it's boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes it's people that are dependable and you can rely on and it's not so hit or miss. And even if it's hit or miss, there's people that are hit or miss, but you know they're good comics. Right. And there are other people that are like, that have good sets that have potential. But it doesn't mean they're good comics yet. Right. They could be good comics. They could They could be If that. you give them the time to grow. And that is the thing. This is a long process. Honest to God. Yeah. I could be a fucking doctor by now. <laughs> but I put my effort into this. That's right. You, you have. And it takes time. Yeah. No, that does... I, I, I always think of the consistency thing when, when people talk about the calling yourself a comedian thing. Yeah. Because I don't think um, a comedian would take months off. 
I think no. that comedians, true comedians, actually really like, and that's the thing about um, I listen to a lot of podcasts of like, you know, like Whitney Cummings, Nikki Glazer, yeah. and like they're going like they like Nikki Glazer like wanted to quit comedy because of the lack of stage time over the past month. Yeah. She's like, she's like, I I can't in order to do this thing. I gotta be doing it all the time, and I can't yeah. right now. Yeah. Like in the states, it's way worse. Yeah, oh, absolutely. It's like we're we're really fucking lucky here. We're really lucky, and that's the thing. It's this is a perfect time for people to grow. It is, yeah. Don't um, take on more than you can handle. Yeah. It's only gonna hurt you. You have yeah. the opportunity now to get really good, mm-hmm. way faster than any of us could. Right. It's a really take interesting that time. opportunity to yeah. get better, mm-hmm. not try to be better. Work on getting better. Getting better. Which is which is so key. Yeah. Because once you get better, then you can be better. Yeah. But yeah. if you're if you're not there yet, you're not there yet. You can't force it. And it's okay to not be there yet. One hundred percent. Everything I told you, your first set. You you're supposed to suck. <laughs> you're supposed to fucking stink. God. You've never done this before. I know. You're supposed to be awful. If you get a hmm, you killed for your first set. <laughs> and then you shouldn't hear the words killed, slaughtered, been dominating the scene, been a staple of the scene for another five to six fucking years. <laughs> you, what about, okay, yeah, kill is probably not great. Um, but like, what about someone just saying, <laughs> my favorite is Albert, because Albert's such a sweetheart. He just wants to be nice to everybody. And after District 5, when I just wasn't happy with what yeah. happened, yeah. he saw me on the side and goes, eh, yeah, good set. And I was just like, you're so cute. <laughs> yeah, you just don't want to make yeah, me good sad. Good set. Good set is like, like uh, I don't know. I think it's good to hear good set. Good but set's a very don't nice. Don't say killed. Yeah, don't say killed murdered. and that's it and murdered. That's the same with fucking host. People that host shows need to stop saying this guy's been killing it. This guy's been murdering. You're setting a standard that this person is too young to reach. Mm. Whether or not they've been doing really good on the scene, which is awesome. But say, the, you know, say like this guy's new to the scene, but he's been working hard. This guy's new to the scene. I think he's really funny. Boom, boom, boom. Right. Great introduction. How do you? you yeah, because you, 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 oh. like, you don't like being introduced as. <laughs> That's why I told you that you were just okay when I introduced. Thank you. <laughs> so what, what, what is that? What What's going on there? I just, it sets us, it sets, because people don't go, oh, awesome. Mm. We're getting the best. They go, really? Let's see what he's got. And then, yeah, so they immediately are on guard for like, I'm listening for the best comedy. I'm listening for hell of a, you know. They're going to try to find flaws. They're going to try to find flaws. People love watching you fail. People love, they think they're going there to watch, to laugh. They're going there to watch a fucking NASCAR race. They want to see the crash. They want to see the burn. There's nothing people love more than going, that guy wasn't that funny. I'm funnier than him. They love that shit. So there's nothing worse than going, this guy's the funniest dude in Halifax. This guy's the best guy. He's my favorite guy. Yeah. But what if they said, you want to list off credits? Those are undeniable. Or he's been around the scene for 10 plus years. It's Travis Lindsay. Yeah, even that's kind of like whatever, because then it sounds like, well, why is he still in this? You know? <laughs> why is he like guys on the Yeah, why is he guys? Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, I know that's yeah, true. So this guy's, you know, this guy's in the fest. This guy's. Or they could say, like, this guy's one of my favorites. Like, I think that that's a bit yeah, better because they say more personally. Like, personally, this guy's one of my favorites, boom, whatever. If they, especially if the host is good, mm. at least then they'll trust 
his opinion. Mm-hmm. But they go, oh, this guy's the best or whatever. This guy's been killing it. This guy's been murdering it lately. Shut the fuck up. I've been to the other mics. He's been doing good. <laughs> Don't oversell. You're hurting that person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're stunting their growth. Uh-huh. Because now you have a biased audience watching them. Yeah. I'm not saying this because they're not funny. I'm saying this because they're funny and you're fucking burying them. Mm. And it, can it go the other way too? Like when hosts, because I remember when um, when I was brought up my first two times, yeah. nothing was said about it being my yeah. uh which I really liked. Uh, but sometimes they'll be like, this is this person's first time. Mm-hmm. And do you think that that is good or bad? If they've not been around comedy like you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they, they need that boost. They need... The encouragement. You need to try to hit that spark. For yeah. Them. You've been around it long enough where you know a good set, you know a bad set, you know. You can kind of... You yeah. kind of get it. So them going... Not saying it's your first time and then you still having a decent set. Yeah. That should boost And then your, it's good because then... Be really good for you. When people talk to you after they go, that was your second time? Yeah. Like, and, and then that's they're good. surprised. Yeah. It's really good for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, so that's a case-by-case thing. If someone that's been around comedy a bunch, mm-hmm. then maybe you don't need to say it. Uh-huh. And I think they'll appreciate it in the long run. Uh-huh. They'll understand it more. Because what I will say is is that pressure can be, I felt a lot of pressure. Yeah. Be- because of just how much I've fucking talked about this mm-hmm. fucking art form that I've never even done. Um, yeah. <laughs> for two years. And then, like, making friends with comics yeah. and learning about it. And, like, yeah. and then, like, I feel like the pressure was on, like, I, I feel like the pressure really got to me. Um, and now I'm just like, eh, well, there's a bunch of things I could do. I, I will do it when I feel good about doing it kind of thing. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. You don't work on it at your pace, like I said. Because as soon as it grow. becomes, like, more stressful than fun, it's like podcasting. If a podcast is more stressful than fun, mm-hmm. it's probably a sign that, like, you should take a break or... Yeah, at least, at least step back and go, why is it stressful? And, you know, yeah. and then you navigate know, why yeah, that is. Because then sometimes it's a stress. You're like, okay, this is unavoidable. I still got to push through. Then they go, okay, well, this is something I know with some time off. It'll go away. That's right. Yep. You and for it? me, it was, I was just getting in my head too much. And I was, I honestly, it's also very hard for me not to compare myself to others. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. And like, and that really got to me. And I think one thing, if, if I could give any advice, and I think you might agree with us, it's focus on your own shit. Yeah. Don't, don't. You can't compete. You'll, <laughs> focus you'll on your go own mad. shit. Like, like my, thank you. My life, I, I feel like my life just gives me material. Like, and I'm thankful for that sometimes. Yeah. Cause I'm like, yeah, this couldn't happen to anyone else. Yeah. Getting called a, Horse-faced whore by 76 throwaway accounts. You can't write that shit. No. Like that, it just happens. I also appreciate the effort that someone's creating this many. I dread creating an email account and I do one for every endeavor I do. And I'm like, this fucking, I gotta come up with a creative name and I gotta go through the tutorial. And like, no, right. I don't want to follow accounts right now that are recommended for yes. me. I don't give a shit. This is a bullshit account. Like, yeah, don't. I'm bit about it being like it's the most effort any man has put into talking yeah that's great that's very funny and also i want to do something like about how you're comparing me to a horse but horses are actually gorgeous and epic and like talk about how awesome horses yeah horses have fucked people to death so uh take that as a compliment (laughs) 
Horses, horses get laid more than you. So yeah, that's, that's right. There you go. So at least you think I'm getting laid more. <laughs> I love that. We're at three hours. Let's get to Here some. Let's get to. Um, you said you want to beat Michael. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta. I gotta. Even if it's by five minutes. By five minutes, I don't care. It's gotta um, be just a record. We're Roganing. This is like another going to be another Rogan length episode. That's okay though. Yeah. Um. Okay, so I have this idea to make a new comic bingo. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is disclaimer on this. This is not about anyone specific. I'm a new comic sitting here, or a new person doing comedy sitting here. Ooh. Um, this is just based on what you've observed, yes. you know, oh, in your time, time yeah. in the scene, and like what you've the common things that you've seen. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna make this bingo card, and then we'll hopefully be able to post it on. Instagram for everyone to go is he talking about me (laughs) my big cat's coming out now (laughs) big time so what are some common things okay immediately the free space needs to be uh, comic compares first set to first time having sex okay compares first set to sex can I add that? I don't know if I can pick where it goes. Yeah, I, yeah, it probably needs to go further down. But I think maybe once I add more, maybe I yeah, can. Yeah, yeah. If not, I'll Photoshop it in the right way. Perfect. Okay, what else is there? there. Which I didn't do, by the way. <laughs> um, I didn't do that. Yes, you no, you didn't. I let you know, and I was very proud that you didn't. <laughs> uh, um, what else did I want? So you got to put in like speech, like they're speaking. Uh, what else did I want to talk? What else is there to talk about? I think I've done that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, of course, yeah, <laughs> I yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually have one too. Uh, and I, 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 this might not be uh, just new comics, but more about me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. More about me. Um, every every setup is a question. <laughs> I, I, you'll get better with time. It's fine. In all fairness, not all of them were questions. (laughs) Honestly, though, that was for me a comfort thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I, I, I think I'm, I'm gonna stop doing that. Every setup is a question. Yeah, that's like that's like new comic crowd work. Yeah, new comic. Yeah. Um, what else is there? What happened to me today? Oh, it's so true. <laughs> God, I just have this funny story to tell. <laughs> Might as well tell it. Uh, <laughs> hack observation <laughs> on the bar they're performing in. About the bar? Yeah. About I'll just say about the venue, maybe. Yeah, perfect. What 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 would be a hack observation about the venue? Like something about like. It would be on like the background, which, you know, for a show that's been there for fucking ten years, everyone has already said what Looks needs like to we're be. In the woods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Believe it or not, this brick is fake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm telling jokes in an alleyway. Oh man, shut that's, up. That's funny. Um, Frig. Oh, I I know one. Mm-hmm. Uh, plays with mic cord. Yes. Good one. Although, do you think some pro people do that? Uh, anyone that does, it's it's their thing. 
I don't yeah. think any pro does it like. Do you think it's just kind of like uh, a uh, uh, cause I know I noticed that for me, I like this is what I do. Mm-hmm. I will stand like this. And hold it like this. Okay. Well, and I don't, I don't little... know why. I, I did not plan to do that. It's something I naturally start doing. Yeah. And I can't stop. Yeah, you'll either grow to it or it becomes your thing. I don't know if that's a... Cause that's I don't want really to say, I say that's like a woman, like a female comic thing. But it does seem like... Kind of a little... It, it, it very dominatrix-like. It, like, it seems like you're trying to be your show that you're in control. I kind of like that. Well, well, then fucking own it. And that's but it is, but it is a new comic bingo. Yeah, plays with the cord is you know plays with my cord. Plays with my cord. Holds on to Mike Stan. Every <laughs> motherfucker thinks they're Steven Tyler. I like these. These aren't that mean. No, these are all, these, these are, are like these things. are like very um. People would understand them. Yeah. Um. Holds on to Mike Stan. What about pacing? Payson's kind of like the mic stand one. I would say Payson. Yeah, Payson works Payson? too. Yeah, yeah, Payson works too. Payson, no eye contact, I would put. Yeah, I've done that. Uh, I, just, just I put, feel like if I'm posting this as a clip, I'm going to intercept clips of my set. Yeah, that's we, hilarious. That's, even, that's really funny. You should do that. Um, you should just put in, in like, again, like quotations, uh, crazy. A lot of a lot of people like they'll do a joke, kind of bombs, and they'll either go crazy. Oh, <laughs> like they need to acknowledge like how wild it's wild. Crazy, crazy. Um, who? Uh, what else? What else? Also in quotations. What else? What else? What else? I want to talk to you guys about. We could even make it less long if we wanted to. There's got to be more. Oh, there's way more. What about like, um, um ooh, 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 um, <laughs> adds comedian to Tinder bio. There you go. Perfect. That's a great one. That's a really good one. Oh gosh! Um, oh, uh, insert. Uh, so I put uh, blank. So I would put, I would put like yeah, blank on crack. People love either like it's a cross between this and this, or uh, blank on blank. Blank on. Bl- oh, got you. Like yeah, like yeah, um, yeah. like that. Yeah. Like my mother-in-law's like Mike Tyson on crack. You know, right. You know, like blank. Uh, maybe I'll put. Maybe I'll put blank on crack yeah. metaphor. Yeah. Boom. Um, 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 um. I look like blank and blank had a baby. <laughs> there we go. Perfect. This is wild. I love this. Mm-hmm. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger impression. Oh my god! How, do you spell, <laughs> how the fuck do you spell his last? I need to Google that. It'll come up right away. Yeah, there you go. Holy shit! I mean, I I I'm not wrong and not even attempting that. That's a there you go. That's harsh. 
looks like ham and egger with Schwartz. I would argue that impressions are just a really ballsy move on the, your first. They gotta be great. Jesus Christ. Impression. There we go. Um, um, um. Oh, frick. <laughs> you should put um, um, um. <laughs> just um. Yeah. I'm in. Um. How much time do I have left? Oh my god, yeah. Okay, so on ladies night, um a woman got up on the on the stage and sat down and did a set while on mushrooms. Um and she actually if we're talking about the way the crowd reacted, mm-hmm. yeah. did really well. Yeah. But she had no idea about the light and the timing. Uh, okay. And at one point she just goes What's that guy flashing numbers at me for? Jesus Christ. I And then she goes, Oh and then everyone laughed and yeah. of course it killed. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, well yeah, because they don't get it. Um Yeah, that was that was funny. Fuck. And me, I'm like I'm like timing every single joke yeah. and I'm like, it's one point five like like yeah. I'm, I'm like overly concerned about time. Yeah, if this is not your career field, then fine. Yeah, exactly. Um, don't get fucked up before shows. Yeah. It, I would, it's I already the best high. Yeah, seriously, is a great though. Set. Yeah. You know. I can't imagine being drunk. Doing you want to have a couple drinks? Great. Fine. I've moved on in competitions blackout drunk when I first started. Whatever. Um, That's wild. Overall, like, as a, like, in every set thing, fucking just have a couple drinks. Bring one up on stage with you. You want to feel loose, feel fun, great, but be able to remember the good moments that you had up there. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't believe like people like smoke weed and shit before sets. I don't get it. Like, if it's a nervous yes. thing, then fine. If that's literally the only way you can get up there, but like, you're a good set. Yeah, I almost can't sleep at night. I know. I'm like, I'm so fucking wired after like a great set. I know. To not be able to fully appreciate that, it like bums me out. Because like sometimes there'll be really funny people and I'm like, you're so goddamn good. Yeah. Get the full payoff from it. Right? Then get fucked up afterwards. I would agree. You want to get buzzed before a show? Great. Fine. I've done that. Literally, me and Vaughn got drunk before a show in Amherst by accident. We were just hanging out, shooting the shit, essentially doing a podcast we didn't record. And then we went, oh, fuck, we got a show. And then, like, we did the show. And literally the only fun part about it was we both had good sets. But we were just spending the whole sets watching each other being like, slur, motherfucker, slur. Oh, that's hilarious. Let's see how drunk you are up there. And we both just kind of went on autopilot and we had good sets. Yeah. But, like, but don't make a habit. Of, yeah. Don't make a habit of it. Yeah. I like, would agree. Because, you know, like, because really, like, as much as you love it, it is an altered state of mind. Yeah. And, and that is going to show. Like, it, it, because, okay, so say you did good when you were fucked up. Imagine how good you'd do if you weren't. Yeah. You yeah, know? Of course. Yeah. Absolutely. And it really truly is a high. After Ladies Night, I was fucking wired. Oh, you're buzzing out Wired. Good Hearing set. people laugh at my shit? Yeah. Jesus. I literally went, oh, I get it now. Yeah. Because, like, my first one was a really small room. and like, It's it was, heroin. It was good. But, like, Ladies Night was the first time I heard a crowd yeah. laugh. And I just went, I totally fucking get it now. That felt really good. 
I understand. You feel like the fucking king. Yeah, you truly do. And you then, know. and then the king uh, gets his crown taken away real quick. Oh boy! Oh boy! Real quick. <laughs> Unforgiving. We can we fill uh, One, two, three, eight four. more spots? Oh, easily. Uh, I'm trying to think of like even just attitudey things. Um. Yeah. Would going overtime be a new comic thing? Do you think going over or going under is more common? Um, no, overtime. I would say overtime. I would put overtime, undertime in the same thing. So like overtime slash undertime. But never on time. Yeah, never on time. Leaves after set. Yeah. I would put ask for guest spot. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> That's a great one. Too soon. Yeah. Um. Oh. 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 What about? Okay. So, um, there is a comedian who is back on the scene. Um, bleep it, Sarah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he like shot. On you know. The- you know. He inspired Andrew Vaughn to get into comedy. <laughs> Did he really? Seriously though? Uh no, but he told he told Vaughn at the last show that of their little tour that he that it's great that you guys got into comedy because of me. Oh man. So maybe Caitlin Shavera and uh Oh my gosh. Well he, he shits on, on comics for taking notebooks up. What are your oh, I want to get your thoughts on notebooks. Mm-hmm. Is that um Obviously, like I like I take notes up. I, I put notebook on a page show. Okay, open mic. That's, you bring up better. your shit. Yeah, that's right. Three minute set, whatever. Yeah, bring up a notebook. But if it's on that guest spot that you begged for, could I, could we just put reading from book? Because that's a different thing. Yeah, we can do reading from book. Yeah, I love this Facebook fan page. Oh my gosh. Wait, let's put a time frame on it. After a month? I would put period. Until you've got a credit to your name. Yeah. There we go. We only got two more. Because so you, because you, uh, like it took you a while to, yeah. It took me a long time. Right. I Listen, I did one when I first started. I did have a 2010 Facebook fan page when I was very young. Right. And, and then my account got hacked. So I it was a new it. comic thing. It was a new comic thing. Oh, I got one. Comic. I got one. There you go. That's the Asks thing. to guest on comedy podcast. Yeah. By the way, not shitting on that because I need guests. And I do think talking to fellow new comics is also interesting. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, I uh, the comic <laughs> the comic that that's working for is Mitch because he's been on like so many podcasts. <laughs> he's just he just doesn't give a shit. <laughs> he's like I'll go on anyone's podcast. Mitch is a fucking entity. God, though. I would have I I just the idea of because I knew that like Vaughn had seen Mitch when he first started, yeah. but I would love to like just hear Andrew Vaughn reacting to Mitch now. Yeah, he would. Mitch loves when people talk about him on podcasts, by the way. Well, so. I'm sure I get that. Um, I don't think he would dislike Mitch. I think he would just be kind of like, oh, you. Little yeah, boy. what he, he's. Yeah. But I think he would, he would look at Mitch as harmless. 
Yes. In the grander scheme of what's going on in the scene, I would say he would think Mitch is just a, a funny young kid. Right. Oh, I got one. Mm-hmm. Unless you have a better one. I was going to okay, say, I was going to say, invites lots of friends to shows. That's. Hmm. Or first show. Maybe not first show. Maybe that's not necessarily a new comic thing. Yeah, it's not a new comic. I would say every comic does, you know. Every now and that, then yeah. we'll do that. And we'll try to bring people to show. And actually, I'm not fucking... That's also good, I think. Um, ask, ask if they get paid. <laughs> Christ almighty. Asks host if they... I love it. I think we did it. I think we did. Yeah. Now, how can I? And we can always swap. I don't out know if I can. I don't know if I can. Oh, I, I know what I'll do. Okay, so this is the free spot. Yeah, I think. Yeah, so it we kind of moves down. So, compares yeah. for set. We want this one, right? Yeah, that's the free space because so, every comic does that pretty much. Hell yeah! Boom. There's the classic. Space. Unless is there a better one? Historic? No, I don't like that. <laughs> I like, or maybe. Wow, there's so many different fonts and. I know. I want one that looks very like. Oh, go to Notepad because that's very comedic. Like, yes, there you go. It looks like a set it. list. There you go. Okay, can I download this Next as a step? Thirty cards for free. Hundred. Oh, you can actually get them made. I just want to download this image. Wow, how many cards you need? If not, I can recreate it. Yeah, I can always recreate it in Photoshop. Yeah, but that's that's well, it. Go to, go to the thirty cards for free. See what that. Oh, for about. free. Yeah, I think the first one said yeah, thirty cards for free. So. Get a link to invite players. Ooh. Call your virtual bingo game. Check if people have won. I mean, I'll just do it for the PDF. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Virtual link. This is so funny. Boom. Oh, that's good. That's hilarious. Print. And then I think I can save as PDF. There you go. Fuck yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> We got a new comic bingo. That was a lot of fun. Okay, did you know that I end the show now with three questions? I did that, not. That are um, for all. I mean, you are a repeat guest, but this yeah. is the first time you've been on in a while. Yeah. So the three questions I ask are something that you love about yourself, mm. something that you don't love about yourself that you're working on, and an unpopular opinion that you have. Okay. <laughs> I should have told you this beforehand. Yeah, yeah. I feel like putting people on the spot isn't great. No, no. <laughs> Something I love about myself. Because we gotta love things about ourselves. Yeah. I mean, um, I love that I am a competent comic. Mm-hmm. I do know that enough that I get booked for shows and shit. So I'm I'm very proud of the comic that I have become, and am continuing to grow and be. Uh, I don't like that I always feel like I'm bugging people when I know I'm not. I, oh, cause how? I, I don't know. I just feel like I what always do you mean bugging. I always feel like I don't reach out to people and I don't because I always feel like no one wants to hear from like I, I, I'm very uh, self-conscious and insecure about uh, my self-worth as uh, someone that people want in their life. Uh, that makes me sad. Yeah, but I'm working on it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, what was the third unpopular opinion? And this can be silly or mm. controversial. Like, it can be anything. Something that you think that you feel the majority of people disagree with. Okay. 
popular opinion. Frozen 2 is better than Frozen 1. <laughs> 110%. I heard you talking about this on the fucking, on your podcast. Yeah. Frozen 2. I haven't two. seen Frozen 2 yet. It's great. I highly enjoyed Frozen 1 though. It's a fine Disney film. It's very nostalgic and classic, you know, Disney. Frozen 2 is better. Just because it doesn't have a fucking let it go does not make it any less of a film. It's a great goddamn film. Damn. It's better than the first one. It's less cliche and hokey it's not playing to the people that loved frozen it's its own smart oh that's nice well done cinematic adventure damn give it a chance if you haven't seen it there's way worse disney sequels out there tokohana's too uh mulan too so uh out of all the sequels that there have been of disney movies give goddamn frozen 2 a chance frozen 2 justice for frozen 2 have to watch that. I really, I really like the first one. Um, oh, here's something else that we can fill some time so you yep. can beat Michael. I gotta beat Michael. Um, yeah, there's, there's, you can't let that pip squeak. No. When no. pip squeak. Yeah. <laughs> Go back to Cape Breton, bud. <laughs> what a sweetheart, though. He really is a sweet guy. Yeah. Um, okay, so ha- I, this is another thing that I've done on the show a couple times. Um, so I'm going to ask you a series of questions yep. that, that reveal things about you. Okay. Um, that will tell us more about Travis mm-hmm. without you knowing what I'm talking about. So what is your favorite animal? My favorite animal is, hmm, if I had to say, I think any kind of primate overall, like a chimpanzee or a howling monkeys I really liked as a kid. We'd go Howling to, monkeys? We'd go, to, we'd go to the zoo and I'd always howl at the monkeys. Um, <laughs> stupid thing, but yeah. I would say, yeah, I think monkeys probably because they're Monkey? most human-like. And What about them do you like? Uh, Name like, like three things that you like about them. I like the way they problem-solve. Mm-hmm. The, there's some form of critical thinking when it comes to them. Which is, you know, the probably the closest thing to humans. Mm-hmm. Uh, they seem to laugh and find humor in things. They do. And, uh, you know, they make goddamn good rulers of the world when people get... They'll also fuck you up. They, oh, yeah, they'll rip apart your... Jesus Christ. But regardless, people will still love them. I'm like, sure that you saw that fucking baboon like, eating the fucking... Oh, yeah. baby deer. Oh, yeah. The baby deer just ripping it open. Yeah. Uh, that yeah. is, let me tell you, that's one thing on nature is metal all that I will not watch. Anything with baby animals baby being animals? eaten alive. There's one today with this, uh, a zebra baby literally just born and then a lion comes along. and. <laughs> if the lion just comes and grabs it and runs off with it, I can watch that. Yeah. If it's literally being eaten alive, yeah. I will not watch. Yeah. That really. Um, I feel like anti-abortion people are like, this is what abortion is. Pretty, pretty, freaking pretty much. Um, favorite article of clothing? Hmm. Like specific, like a piece or like like a type? If you of- have a specific piece, yes. Or or just like a general piece? Uh, Probably out of the two things I have now are either my Boys in the Hood sneakers, which I wear on stage for Andrew, hmm. or um, I bought three different pairs of Michael Jordan socks. Because I'm a superstitious comic, and uh, 
I have uh, three for different things. Okay. So I, I have these number 45 Michael Jordan socks, which I wear when I'm working on jokes. Uh, because when Michael wore the number 45 jersey, he didn't feel like himself. He didn't feel like 23. So I, when I'm working on getting back to like what I feel is like a good set, I wear my 45s. Uh, when I feel like I have a set together and like I'm me again, I wear my 23s. And then for special shows, I have uh, Michael Jordan with a championship. Uh, it's like a lucky first one. Repeat. Yeah. Good luck kind of yeah, thing? Yeah. That's so, fascinating. So that's like my little superstitious thing. Um, so, well, let's do, okay, because the, the socks you kind of explained, but let's do the, the Boys in the Hood sneakers. Yes. So what about, what about those sneakers specifically? Do you, like, do you like about them? Uh, I like that they happened at a time where, one, I needed new shoes, and at the same time, I was looking for something I could wear, uh, or at least have on stage that would represent, uh, Vaughn. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, in, like, my Facebook suggested ads, it was like, Limited edition Boys in the Hood sneakers, boom, 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 and it was uh, it was one of Vaughn's favorite movies. Would I'm you say sentimental then? Yeah, sentimental. definitely sentimental. Yeah, sentimental. Um, they like I'm trying to think what what else. Um, they remind you of somebody, so yeah. it, it like puts you in like a good yeah, it puts me in a good headspace. Good headspace. So for that, I would probably say something like maybe like I'll just say put some good put some good headspace. Um, but you mentioned like that they were limited. Yeah, they're like limited. So they're kind of uh, rare. Yeah, I would say rare. Yeah, rare and like kind of statusy. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Make you feel special. Yeah, let's say special. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, what is your favorite body of water? And this can be again be specific, or it can be just general, like ocean, lake, pond, yeah, river. I would say I would say the ocean. I would say the of course the Atlantic Ocean because it's a little more close. Yeah, definitely Atlantic Ocean. What about the ocean? Say versus other ones. Like what about it? It's it's scary, <laughs> but once I'm in it, I I'm I'm comfortable. So I would say it. Um, it takes me outside my comfort zones. Okay. Yeah. Outside comfort zones. What about like exciting? Yeah, I would say exciting. Exciting. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. That's a good one. Um, How would you feel if you were in a white room? All white. No furniture. Nothing. Just white walls. No windows. Oh, I was going to say white room. That's half my comedy career. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> oh gosh. Um. So no furniture, no nothing, just a white room. Yeah, all white, kind of bright. As long as it's not fluorescent lights, I'd probably be good. I would. Um, hmm. I think it would be very thought provoking. Okay. I think my head would like. I start thinking a lot. I like that. Thought-provoking. What kind of feelings would you have? Like, what kind of emotions do you think you'd experience? 
Curiosity. Mm. That's a good one. Yeah. Curiosity would be. You wouldn't be scared? Maybe. I'd be nervous. I wouldn't nervous. be scared. Okay. Those are all good. All right. All right. So your favorite animal mm-hmm. is how you view yourself. Okay. So you said like you, you liked problem solving. Yeah. Critical thinking. Yeah. <laughs> big time. You find humor in things and yeah. you make a good leader because you were talking <laughs> about monkeys. Yeah. Do you, does that resonate? I think so. Yeah. I think, yeah. Bit, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Overall. Yeah. This one's a bit weirder. Mm-hmm. Your favorite. <laughs> your favorite article of clothing is how others view you. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned Vaughn a lot. Yeah. But for that, I take to be. You're loyal to your friends. Like, mm-hmm. based on what you said, because you were yeah. talking a lot about him and how, like, you like those sneakers because it's yeah. with your friends. And I think people, mm-hmm. I take that to mean, like, people see you as lo- a loyal friend. Because mm-hmm. you mentioned sentimental. Yeah. Puts you in a good headspace. And makes you feel good. And rare. Yeah. People see you as rare. <laughs> ah! This Freudian stuff has some, has some, <laughs> this is my favorite one. Favorite, and you had some good answers for this. Not a lot yeah. of people answer good answers for yeah. this next one. Favorite body of water is how you view sex. <laughs> and you said, scary once I'm in, but once I'm in it, I'm comfortable. <laughs> and you also said it takes you out of your comfort zones and it's exciting. Yes, yeah. White room mm-hmm. is how you view death. Mm-hmm. And you said thought-provoking, curious, and nervous. Yeah, which I, yeah, that's pretty accurate. I uh, you scared? Like I said, I'm not a, I'm not an atheist, but I'm you know I'm also not a full believer. Yeah, so I'm right. Very, yeah, I'm I'm you know I'm curious to when I really think about it. Yeah, it terrifies the shit out of me. Right, right, right. The thought of just nothing is yeah it is a little too scary. Do you think about it a lot? Like yeah. I think about it too much. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you listen to Old Boys Club, me and Vaughn talk about it a lot. Yeah, I just, yeah, it does. Uh, I don't ever want to not be here. I want to be annoyed with things. This is why I kind of like getting old, and I hope this is what getting old is, is I want to age out of things. You want to see things go through. Yeah, you know, and I want to I wanna get to a point where I'm like, okay, I don't care about what's on TV anymore. I don't care about the newest food. Like, I don't care about the new movie. I don't care about the new... Tr- like, I want to age out of things where I go, when I am going to die, I go, there's nothing here for me. <laughs> That's what I hope it is. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. why I, I I don't really care when old people have old people views. Right. Because it's like, yeah, they're getting ready to die. Yep. As they should be. <laughs> you know, it's only dangerous if they're in power to have these shit views. That's but if you were fucking 70, do you want to be excited for shit? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad fucking The Last Avengers already came out. Like, I'm pumped. <laughs> yes. I'm done. Call it a, there's nothing that bums me out more than someone going, like being like, oh, they're never going to see that last. Mm. Like, that was one of my first Vaughn thoughts. I was like, we saw Endgame. <laughs> he saw Last Jedi. Like, he ah. saw, you know, Rise of Skywalker. What would he be pissed about messing right now? Me. <laughs> I think I feel like we should we should be like, hey, big cat, yeah. if you're here with us today, uh, make a sound on the recording. We'll pause for a second. He was never good at bells. 
Ah, you're not really fucking here, are you? <laughs> God damn it. Uh, that's interesting that you said about, I wanted to play this joke that I, this comic mm-hmm. had about aging and getting older and yeah. how like, this is it's just really Does funny. Else find it weird how they keep on figuring out how to make life longer? Oh, <laughs> Don't you think they should figure out how to make it less shit first? <laughs> Should that be step number one? Make it oh, shit. Less shit. Step number two, add to it. <laughs> right? And they keep adding to the worst part. The end. Yeah, good joke. Who wants more end? Middle, you morons. Put more in the middle. <laughs> and just keep on adding crust to this pizza. <laughs> Damn, Albert got good fast. Oh my god! I literally thought the same thing. I thought he was more expressive, Albert. Yeah. The way he said it. I've been thinking about making a less shit first. <laughs> I have a great Albert burn if I ever get to do another roast of him. Oh, there you go. Which is that Albert looks like he collects trains. That's a, that's a great one. That's a... I don't know what. what but he's is... not allowed to operate himself. Or like he looks like he sets up toy trains in his backyard <laughs> for for fun. Oh boy, yeah, he's a conductor. What a, what a, what a other juice can we squeeze into this? Because we had a bathroom break that was about five minutes. Okay, if comedy was a bookstore, okay, yeah. and you were you're working at the bookstore, obviously, because yeah. you're one of the few consistently working comics here. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a um, staff recommendations Ooh. section. And you had to pick a couple names of people. Mm-hmm. And this is not, if you're not named, don't fucking get offended. Mm-hmm. But people that you think, you were talking about the switch yeah. and how the switch might be common. And yeah. you see it in some people and you might not in others yet. Mm-hmm. What kind of, who are you liking? Who are you enjoying? And um, in this scene specifically, Halifax. Seems okay. Um, bum, 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 bum. Uh, Albert. Albert yes. Coombs, Emma Mater, Sam Bartle, Chris Halef. Um It's weird to say Kirsten Finch because yeah, I look at her as yeah, like in my I would I would she, even say my class, even though she's new here. She's the new kid I would kid say in she's in my class, even though uh, Matt's new here. I would say Matt's kind of like in my class, so I I wouldn't I wouldn't say them. I'm talking more. New, 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 young. The two watch list. Yeah, the young. Yeah, the two watch list. Yeah, you know, uh, Barnsey's borderline in my class. Right. Uh, Brandon's got a good hustle on right now. He really does. Hey, Brandon, Michael, a lot of them have really uh, good you hustle know, on in the in the podcast, isn't that? So, um, yeah, those are those Sam, are, Chris, Emma, Albert. Yeah, it's those, a good little good bunch. Good little chunk of yeah, comics that are really. Sam makes me fucking laugh so hard just in conversation, in group chats. Yeah. He fucking kills me. Like, there's things he said in group chats that I still laugh about. Because there was one point where someone sent a picture of a a decorative jar that had a face on it. And then at one point he's like, hey, Emma, can you make like a decorative jar and have a set of keys and a couple other random items in it that you never use? <laughs> it was just something about like something about that. I'm not even doing it justice, yeah. but it was something really, really funny. And he he yeah. tells me uh, I love all those people. Uh, but Travis, we are coming to the end. Boom. 
we are going to beat Michael County because we are going to yeah, spend some time yeah, talking about all the things because you have a lot of things that people can f- follow you on. You mm-hmm. plug it all. So your main Instagram. My main Instagram, the Travis Lindsay. Uh, so it's very easy to find. You know, it's the asshole doing stand up in this photo. Uh, and you can also follow if you're into food. I haven't posted in a while because I've been doing other things, but you can follow Travi Taste Things. Love That's that. usually me reviewing either weird snacks or those fucking masala things you get. Oh, yeah. Day. We didn't Delicious. even talk about the Twister experience. Oh, the tw- finger of God. Um, cone of silence. Cone of silence. What a great film. I feel so That's, bad you had to uh, sit outside of my car. But it was great. I, I liked it. Did you? I really enjoyed it. Like, it was fine. Oh, I, I could I hear so everything bad. perfectly. And I don't know why. I just assumed. Good, uh, I just assumed that, like, that uh, that you guys could kind of lean in and see. Yeah, well, I'm such all. a tall prick. I, like, I could not. Uh, but, I mean, yeah. that worked out for me. I enjoyed watching it outside. And yeah, like I, said, I could fun. hear the little kid watching next to me. Aww. Who was less traumatized than I was the first time I saw that goddamn movie. Jesus. Like, yeah, when you, when you invited scene. me to Twister, I was like, oh, yeah, great. And then, like, I sat on for a minute. And, and my girlfriend mentioned, like, that show always used to be on TBS. And I was like, yeah, it was on TBS. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> The father. And then the media, I thought about the opening scene with, uh, do you know the girl that plays young Helen Hunt is the girl from Spy Kids? Shut the fuck up, seriously. Yeah, Alexa Vega. Oh my God. I did. Um, I, that, Damn. That scene, though, used to trauma, yeah. trauma. Yeah. In my head, like, it was so quick once when we watched it. But as a kid, that was a 20 minute scene of him hanging on the fucking door, yeah. getting sucked out. Yeah. I always thought a tornado was going to kill my family. I, 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 so. You know how they go, it like they go underground in yeah. a little thingy. We had like something like that attached to our house. Yeah. Um. Whenever I used to see that scene, I would picture that. And for some reason, I was always just like, "Oh yeah, tornadoes will come here sometime." And when they do, we'll have to get into We're the, going the cellar, fucking yeah, crawl yeah. space yeah. cellar thing. And like, no one wants. Yeah, it's just scary, and it's just the idea of like he didn't want to let go. Um. And and he didn't until the very end. And the dog. Yeah. The, when I thought the dog wasn't going to get out of the house. Yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah. Well, they really foreshadowed that a dog's going to get fucked up, but I'm sure that probably got cut. Yeah, that's... Ooh, ooh, yeah, God. that would have really set for, people off. For those who don't know what we're talking about, we saw Twister at a drive-in theater yeah. um, just a couple days movie. ago. Uh, it was a lot of fun. They, did a, really, they fun. did a really good job of it. I mean, other than the fucking sound thing. Yeah. Like, if, if they had speakers... Yeah. And if you could hear outside your car, it would have been perfect. Yeah. So. It's probably really hard to do speakers though in this COVID uh, restrictions and all that. Yeah, you know, handing out, make sure they're properly cleaned, and that's true. But I even just mean big speakers. Oh uh, yeah, so they could yeah, just big general speakers on yeah, the screen. Yeah. That would be amazing. Like they should have the option. You should have the option to listen. Yeah, via the radio, but even an app on your phone or something. Yeah, would be better because then you could just wear headphones. That'd be, yeah, that'd be really good. But uh, yeah, no, Twister was fun. Um, I don't know how Jonas's bones didn't show up when Dorothy started to fly. Like they show the full tornado. I don't know how they didn't show him and his buddy that shouldn't have died died. That's another scene yeah. that like really gets me. The we the got pull, cows. The pull through the oh the car. The face is just a, some Final Destination yeah. shit. Very very Final Destination like. Yeah. Uh, Travi taste things. Yeah, Travi taste things. If you're into food. The Church of Common Sense for my podcast that I do every Thursday. It's uh, You can check it out. It's late Wednesday night, but I'll, I say Thursday morning when uh, people want to check it out. It's been pretty good so far. You can send in your questions and confessions to uh, Father Lindsay and the Church at gmail.com. 
other than that, I got a show coming up. My first out of province show since Ooh, uh, pandemic. One. At uh, it's uh, it'll already have been ha- it already have happened when this airs. That's okay. Talk about it anyway. But um, I'm sure it was good. <laughs> uh, I probably should have headlined, but hey, that's who who cares about that, right? <laughs> who was on the show? Uh, me, Ian, Ian Black, Francois Weber, and uh, Dan. Dan, okay. Dan Hendrickson replacing Vaughn because oh we were supposed gosh. to do this show in May. Oh. Uh, so uh, we'll be we'll be doing that one. So it'll be uh, two thirds of the boys club. We'll be in fun getting drunk. Uh, Francois Weber headlining. Uh, I think Ian's hosting. Oh, sweet. I'm doing something where I'm going to get paid. Do you have anything after the fourth? After the fourth. This will come September. out on the fourth. Okay. Um. No, oh, September 12th, I'm doing Nick Martineau's uh, 10th anniversary show. Hell yeah. So uh, come see Nick celebrate 10 years of comedy, and I will laugh at him because I've done 11. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, believe it or not, I have not drank that much. Can you please, please, somehow Mm -hmm. make an 11th anniversary show happen? That would be January 20th, 2021. So if someone wants to help me put that together... Gladly. I'm trying oh to record gosh. some shit, so that would be good. That's really funny. Uh, and then that, uh, you mentioned something on the 19th. I also got offered something else on the 19th uh, oh, okay. when I was in the washroom break uh, in Windsor. Oh, take that one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can still phone in and judge. You could. Let me hear that the... That was just an idea I had, because I was like, I want you to be involved somehow. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like, I, I want to do more monthly intoxicated live shows and just mm. do different fun things. Like, I was thinking I could just take what the live show was and just do it and like do a debates one. Do yeah. a roast. Do some roasts. Mm. I think it'd be fun to do a roast. Some sort of roast show. Um, I know it'll be tricky, but I think I can make it happen. And like, that would be amazing. I think. They would, yeah, no, they'd be fun. They're, they're just hard to do because people don't 100% know us. You know what I mean? So like, you really, you got to have comics that know to like go for like, you got to do physical stuff. You have to do like very broad insults. So. I was thinking for that, mm. if I did do a roast show, and I would probably get Durham to help me, because Durham loves the roasts, yeah. I'd probably collab with Durham on that. Shout out Durham Laporte. He's also doing a shit ton of shows. Putting There's a lot of hustlers in this in this city that are doing good things. Um, but like I would probably put together some sort of package, like video package, introducing the comics. Yeah. But also, because I have so much podcast footage of them... I would pick people that listeners might know. Yeah, that would help. Yeah, from the podcast, and then like, I mean, I don't think I have a lot of listeners, but hopefully, most people coming would be knowing them through the podcast. So that's kind of how I'm trying to get around that. But also, like, I mean, just fun interactive things like live Tinder again would be fun. Um, Like, I just have ideas. Can Can I give you a suggestion for a logo for the roast? It's It's a pig with a Kango hat on it. And on, a boys club t-shirt. Oh, I love that. <laughs> on a on a stick over a fire. Oh yes, absolutely on a stick on a couple sticks if you want to hold it up, right? <laughs> um, I don't have anyone to make fun of anymore. I gotta. I'll shit on a ghost. Don't don't talk ill of the dead, but. <laughs> I mean, and maybe he's not around. We don't know. No, he no. hasn't given me any signs yet. So. He's very around. He's, I don't know if he's here. Is right. Yeah, no, that's very true. Yeah, no, yeah. So, yeah, in the 19th, probably, in Windsor for Travis. <laughs> yeah, 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 in the Windsor for me, probably, you know. Again, um, they want me to headline, so I'll, I'll, uh, I'll listen in. I'll do it. 
and um, and I'll roast everyone else and their shitty roast. That works. And are you doing any mics coming up? Like, I mean, uh, I'm going to hit pretty hard this well this week, so it'll already passed. But I'm I, I I'm sure I did. I had good sets. <laughs> uh, I probably won new comic bingo a couple times over. <laughs> Have you done District Five yet? Uh, no, I, okay. I, I I did not. Um, Every time I say District Five, I think of that Alien movie. And I know it's not the same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, District Nine. District Nine, yeah. But like every time this, I say this it, it's the prequel. Yeah, it's the prequel. Um, you know, but uh, no, I've not done District Five yet. Uh, I I will probably be doing it this week, unless um, so who knows if I did or not? Maybe right. people didn't take six spots, mm. and four didn't show up. Uh, maybe I would have. <laughs> maybe I'll have done a spot to get ready for the Friday show that has passed, where I did well. Yes, that's right. But um, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna be hitting the mics a lot as much as I can to work on stuff. I want to, you know, record things and yeah, shoot out stuff because uh, there's a lot of jokes that won't be relevant in in a few months, hopefully. Yeah. So I would like I to get some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure. trying to get out a uh, potential EP and then. Just oh, have another yeah. album in the tank. So yeah, uh, you should. You know, I got enough material now where I'm like. Also, like, yeah, do it this before and... this fucking second wave fucks everything up for yeah. everybody. So you know, it's all about finding a venue and you know some recording spots and people that can help me get this shit out here. So um, stay tuned. Yeah. If I've burned all my bridges on this episode, the kid is doing things. Yes, the kid is doing things. Is he all right? Kind of, but. Uh, <laughs> No, and right, he right. has officially beat Michael Kennedy Boom. for the longest. That's right. I chappelled it. Now, as soon I'm, as you said it was the longest one. I'm not including Harper when she came on because I think we record for four hours, but I made it a two-part episode. Okay. I don't do that anymore. Yeah. Um. So this is, this is, you got almost, four, this was Rogan. Nice. That's all I want. Yeah. That's all I want is to be, is to be Tom Kennedy. <laughs> Michael Kennedy's got a couple sets. Tom Kennedy hasn't done shit yet. <laughs> so I'm here I'm here to beat Tom Kennedy and all the fucking Hoban brothers with their eight different name changes. <laughs> Nick Alexander, Martinell, whatever your fancy pants Darthmouth name is with your bargain bin clothes shed. We got clothes no from the man in no the high castle. This. Yeah. No one's, okay, no well, one's hearing this at the end. Like, who would... Whoever we oh I gotta bring back the hashtag thing I think mm-hmm. that if if you made it to this end of the episode yeah, yeah. and if you comment okay if you comment on the Instagram post with the hashtag that we mentioned now yes. I will um what will I do I have nothing to fucking send anybody I have no merch or anything I will give you free entrance to the next live show oh there you go that's boom that's a ten dollar ticket right there there it is so what's our hashtag hashtag bridge burner. Hashtag bridge burner. Either, either, um, yeah, like comment on like the Instagram post or whatever with that if you made it through this whole fucking thing. Because yeah. who fucking listens to four hours? Yeah. <laughs> but they did. They did it. Kid, this was amazing. This was epic. Thank you. I'm glad to be back. Thank you so much for coming on. Anytime. And fucking please subscribe to his podcast. And yes. Follow please him do. everywhere. Um, cause, yeah. This is, I mean, you're someone to fucking watch <laughs> uh, for sure. So you get to do the honors. I'm so good at a bell ring. No, give it an Andrew Vaughn ring. Oh. <laughs> Even on my worst, I was still better than him. Remember that. <laughs> <laughs>